Yeah. So I got my boat tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow, dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bow Ties. It's the kid XAB. Your man distinguished the guy. You know what time it is. It's your boy D Flow. Yes, sir. So last week we fucking jumped right into the shit. Didn't even do an all man moment. Um, yeah. Distinguish D Flow, y'all got any all man moments or updates for the people? I know you had uh, teased this episode with an update of yours, Distinguish, that you yeah. wanted to share. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I don't know if you brothers ever heard of something called shrooms. I don't know if you might know about that D Flow. Why? Why would you assume that I might know about it, bro? Um, cause you, because, because you're from the islands, brother. Uh, yeah, I, I know about shrooms. I've never tried shrooms, but I know about it. Yeah. So I went to a shroom ceremony. Um, I didn't know that it was that intense, very spiritual. I'm talking about Orishas, ancestors, praying, um, it was a whole situation, bro. Um, I have questions already. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, so this is something that they do in the islands. Um, a lot of Spanish-speaking countries actually do the ceremonies. Um, actually, I don't know if anybody remembers, but the last season of She's Gotta Have It, there was a huge theme around Oshun. Huge. Well, this is derived from African culture. It's yeah. not... Yeah, and then there's a derivative oh, of said, it. Oh, Oshun! I thought you said shrooms. Well, I'm talking no, about he, shrooms he did, too. He did, I definitely do, did shrooms. do shrooms, bro. <laughs> oh, so yeah. you, you hold hold the fuck up, bro. Hold <laughs> up, hold up, hold up. How, how do we mix up Oshun? No, what shrooms, I'm saying bro. is that. So, the person I went with, she prays to Oshun. She prays oh, to Oshun, okay. the mother goddess. So she was calling, oh, okay, 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 you know, okay. you know, all of these names. Um, and we set up an altar on the beach. And the altar, we had candles, we had crystals, we had rocks, we had fruit, we had offerings for the ancestors. And I'm used to libation because, you know, I'm a part of the African poetry theater. So I'm used to seeing that, grew up around that when I was a teenager. But this was something different. This was not a libation. This was this was like a libation times 10. So anyways, what happened was we we prayed at the altar. Then I took the shroom. And no exaggeration, I felt slightly lightheaded right after that. And all I kept remember her telling me was to just breathe. She was like, breathe, distinguish. And as I'm breathing, I noticed that I felt like a weird 
And when I say weird, it's because the energy I never felt before come over me. And she was like, yo, you transformed into a little kid. The way you were acting was childlike. And she was like, based on my observation, you became so business-minded, you don't play like that anymore. You forgot what it meant to actually just sit the fuck down and play. Because all you do is work. You focus on the next show, the next gig. You don't really take time to just chill out. And your inner child is speaking right now. I heard sounds in the ocean that I can't describe. I saw animals. I never, I, I never saw a woodpecker day in my life. Saw a woodpecker. Then we researched the woodpecker. And the, and, and the research that we were reading was that the woodpecker was to remind me to stay grounded. To stay more grounded than I've ever been before. Um, and then I started, I started repeating a lot of words over and over. Started chanting. Stuff I do not do. Mm-hmm. And as I'm doing these things... I was triggered by certain things. So I was triggered by, she had like a comic book of like Pocahontas and a few other Disney characters. And there was like somewhere where we were off into the distance, there was a young lady and she was like, yeah, that young lady reminds me of Pocahontas with her hair. And I immediately broke down and I started yelling and was saying what they did to Pocahontas was wrong. Don't know why I started doing that. Then I did some research, then found, come to find out Pocahontas was raped. And the way she was raped was crazy. I didn't know none of that. So I was just like, whoa. Started yelling. It was a lot, bro. It was a lot. It, it, it was not like I was high. It was, it was different from just smoking weed. Because I never even acted like that when I first started smoking weed. I never acted like that. No, psychedelics are different from... Yeah, I was about to say the exact no, same no, thing. Psychedelics are... They call it psychedelics for a reason. Bro, like, it, bro, it was intense. It's a different type of thing. Bro, I, I mean, was not me, bro. <laughs> it was it was different, bro. I'm telling you. I mean, they it accesses a different part of the brain. Yeah. And um a lot of people on shrooms say like if they do it collectively, they'll see the same things. Um so they think that it might, you know, obviously there's the scientific things that happen, but on a spiritual level, a lot of people feel like that it might be a gateway into a collective unconscious or a gateway into a deeper understanding of spirituality and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a lot of people that really swear up and down by psychedelics. I mean, I don't know if I would do it. Um, my anxiety and my 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 mind is set up in a... I mean, you never <laughs> know until you try it. I'm not going to hold Personally, you, bro. The average person, and this is for our listeners... I was very apprehensive at first, and I feel like I'm pretty, I'm pretty much an open person. You guys know me. I'm pretty much open. I'll, I'll try a few things once or twice. That's some shit that you have to be – like, I had to fast for that. When I say fast, I had to stop eating certain things throughout the week just to get prepared for that physically. Yeah. I was told to eat lighter, and I ate light. And when, when, when the ceremony was happening, I don't remember exactly when I – started to like get into this childlike way but i was playing in the sand bro like i never played in the sand a day in my life then i started remembering stuff from my childhood that never happened and i was like wow my parents never took me to the beach like that my parents never took us to the beach like that actually i don't remember really having like a family moment where we all were on the beach on the sand together and playing the way i was and even when 
this person was with me at the beach and she was like asking me some questions. I was still acting like a kid, like a child. Like if you say, hey, take this flower. I remember me saying, oh, flower, flower. I got a flower. And I was like, yo, I don't even talk like that. It was it was crazy. It really was crazy, man. So, yeah, it was it was different. Yeah, so the version, the 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 typical, typically the Hispanic version of Yoruba is called Santeria. Yeah. And um, that sounds like, you know, what was being practiced because uh, there is a little bit of a distinction between the two. Um, okay. But, I mean, listen, as long as you are, we're in a safe space. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. As long as you're in a safe space, you're here, you're coherent, and... <laughs> <laughs> you're all you're all right today, you know? <laughs> then hey, I I I have never tried it before, so I yeah. never ventured into shrooms before. Right. I, what I do know is just like psychedelics is a different experience. Mm-hmm. Normally they do say do it in a controlled environment, because you know obviously if you're if you're if you're your 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 mind and your your lurking and you're starting to see you know mm-hmm. hallucinations and all this extra stuff or you're like what they say you're traveling into a deeper part of your spirituality if you're not in a controlled space that shit could go left left yeah 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 so, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um and, and always do it with someone else that has way more experiences if it's just you and somebody doing it for the first time <laughs> nah that's, that no. sounds like it's going left that's going left fast my yeah fight. it was it, it was good. I mean, I definitely did see some things that I'm not going to say because people are going to be like, all right, he crazy. But I, de- I definitely saw them, some things that I didn't see before ever in my life. Like I said, I heard some things come from the ocean. I mean, she saw what happened to me. It was it was different. You know, I mean, it was very different. It was nothing I've ever experienced on this planet. So uh, all I can say is it wasn't no traumatic experience it was no you find it to be more of a a soothing experience or a traumatic experience no it was soothing because i feel like i reconnected with myself honestly i feel like i reconnected with a part of myself that i was neglecting because again like i've just become so business orientated and more business minded within the last few years than usual just more more structured and it has to be this way without just trying to enjoy and be in the moment. So there was a lot of times where I was in the moment. I was aware of what was happening. I wasn't fully in control of my emotions. I know that. Like, there was times uh, I was crying and yelling. I was like, why am I? Like, I knew I was crying and yelling, but I knew it wasn't necessarily me. But it was happening, and it was real. It was it was things happening, and I was just like, okay. Um, But I, I kind of see why... It had to happen the way it did because I definitely got a lot of like revelations. I feel like I let go of a lot of stuff that I was, I went there holding on to, and mm. now now I'm in a you know what I mean I'm I'm in a different space. Um, and like I put this on my story, and I feel like you know since the year started, one of the things I told myself was I had been lying unnecessarily to a lot of people about petty ass shit that I had no business lying about just to protect my ego the moment i stopped lying is the moment i started to see so many things and i'm just like i don't know if i could ever really tell a dumbass lie again because the shit that i seen on saturday they're gonna think i'm crazy 
But I know I seen it because I started to just let go of certain stuff and just started to be more truthful since the year started. But I feel like all of that led up to seeing what I saw, feeling what I saw on Saturday. And what I now know, ain't no coming back from that, man. There's <laughs> no, no coming back from that. I can't be a hypocrite on the show. Yeah. I'm glad you were able to have a revelation throughout all this, boy, and... and Got out some of them skeletons in your closet. Shit. I think that that is the, you know, most important piece of everything. If the the reason why I, I mean I don't judge people in general, but the reason why it's just like interesting just to listen and hear instead of throwing in a bunch of opinions is kind of what you came to the conclusion of. Sometimes people do things that others may consider outside the box, mm-hmm. but if it leads you to a revelation like what you just expressed about yourself i think that obviously there was a plan for it to have happened in some way shape or form because that's something that's very important lying to yourself and lying to others can lead you down a a rabbit hole that you don't even you're not aware because you've already manipulated your reality so much as to where you are and what you're doing and you may think that the people the people them is is believing your lies but they're actually just looking at your lies and looking at you like this person is not who I thought they were if they're just willing to go to these lengths to protect certain things that they don't need to. Um, but again, like something like an ego is fragile sometimes. So we, we go through, we go to crazy lengths to protect our ego. Right. Yeah, that that is a fact. Now the biggest question of the motherfucking day, would you do it again? I think I think if I did it again This is all allegedly by the way. Yeah. You allegedly did shrooms. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> and you and allegedly uh would you do it again? I think he, if he ain't fuck he ain't fuck with the alleged bro. He, I, he I, he's I, condemned himself already. I think bro. I think if I do Listen, shrooms, I'm saving everybody here. I allegedly. think if I do shrooms again I'm probably going to need a whole week to reevaluate life because that was just for the weekend. That shroom ceremony, no exaggeration, was like four hours. That shit was intense. Mm. It was an intense, raw, vulnerable emotion. I even said stuff to who I went with. Shout out to Phonetic Wisdom. I said stuff to her that she was like, how did you know that? And I was like, I don't know it. It's what it's being said to me. And she was like, whoa. And I was like, that's what's, that's what's coming through me right now. I, I can't make this shit up. I didn't even know why I was saying stirring stuff, but she was confirming. And I was like, oh, this is real. <laughs> we playing with some shit that we need to be sure that we, we able to play with it like this. <laughs> go fuck now around and get, we, get we are stuck. not encouraging y'all to go out and do drugs. <laughs> and do That's, by no okay. way, shape, or form are we encouraging you to go out and do shrooms on the beach. However, <laughs> however. This seems to be an account of what happens. This is an account of distinguishes past experiences. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> and if you so find the need to want to experience this yourself, be fully warned that you must do so 
at, at your own discretion. Yeah, make make sure you guys do research. Um, I've been through it once. Like I said, my shit lasted for like four and a half hours. I ain't got all the answers, but I can help you through it at this point. I've been to the other side. In the words of Aubrey Graham, crossed over to the other side, and I didn't even have to die. Yeah, everybody's experience Amen. with everything is different, bro. So that's a fact. You know, that is a hard fact. At the end of the day, it might have been that way for you. You're also a healthy individual. True, and I feel you like know, that also too, kind of gave me the height, the the height and psyche to see and feel certain stuff because my eating, I control what I eat, and you know, I control what I drink. And when I was fasting. This was like my third fast for the year. When I fast, I take my fast very serious. So to see what I saw, to feel what I felt, um, that shit from the ocean really fucked me up, though. I ain't going to hold it. That shit mm. was... That shit was crazy. I mean, I think that's another important piece, though, <laughs> because if you're like... If you're not, I guess, in a mentally well place, and today we're definitely going to be talking a lot about mental health, but... Yeah. Um, if you're not in a mentally well place, something like taking shrooms can definitely that could damage put you, you yeah. deeper, yeah. deeper into a, another situation. Because some of the things that you're hearing or whatever, you may still get an interpretation from it and feel like it's a reality. But what the depiction of whatever was coming at you, I'm assuming from the way you're speaking about it, you still took as a representation of something else. Now, imagine someone who see something and it's like the reality reality for them is grounded and you know it can really mess up somebody's psyche so yeah that's another especially important those, piece i agree that person who can't fight you know some people can't live with their thoughts that's why a lot of people have to constantly stay doing other shit that's why covid19 has caused so much shit mm. yeah covid19 has fucked a lot of people up because a lot of people can't live in that in that part of their life where they got to deal with whatever shit they got to deal with and just confront those demons by themselves. So most people prefer to keep themselves distracted. So this, 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 um, this situation, you know, when you took shrooms, might have just opened a part of your mind where you could just be truthful with yourself. And, you know, yeah. it's just different facets of it, of how you perceive things. So I'm glad you were able to go through an experience and perceive it a certain way that you were ultimately able to grow from it. Yeah. That doesn't happen yeah. for everybody. So that's a remarkable thing. So for you, this might have just been a a more better experience for you and might have ultimately worked out to be a positive. So yeah. the good thing is you had fun. You appreciated it. You Definitely grew from did. it. And, you know, you're a better person today for that, bro. Definitely so, a better person. I, I really can't go back to how I was especially thinking that shit is dead bro it's over i can't so can't go so back what does spoke. that mean what does that mean for you personally it just means um i was so used to um trying to figure out ways to tell a better lie than a last lie to indirectly feel like I'm protecting somebody from just being open and honest when I'm actually when I was actually trying to protect my ego and once I had that situation with the shrooms and I was going through what I was going through it just clicked and it 
you know, in me. And then something was just like, yo, this doesn't make any sense anymore. You've been doing a lot of, you know, internal healing since the year has started, you know, trying to forgive yourself from past mistakes and trying to move on from certain situations and people. But in order for you to get to the next level, the next level is fully destroying your ego because you've been a slave to it for so long. You've built so many great relationships off of lies. Imagine if you started to tell the truth how great those relationships would be. But now you need to start to confront those situations and people and be honest and start telling the truth. And that's what I've been doing this past year is just having some of the most gut-wrenching conversations y'all don't even know about, bro. Like, I've been having certain conversations with my parents, my mom, you know, women women I like, women I don't like, women that I've just said, hey, like, this is only going to go as far as sex. The idea that you have with me, destroy it, because it's not real. It was never real. This is why I was mm-hmm. never having those type of. I've never had those type of conversations. Just being now that's, very, that's deep. yeah, just being very honest. Like this is a thing, but this will never go beyond it. Or even telling myself, stopping myself, and you know, being honest with women. Like you know, the reason why I left you on red is because I know I'm just gonna want to fuck you, or I know I'm. There's nothing. There's nothing for me to do for you, or there's nothing that I want to do for you because that's not where I'm at right now. You know, having certain conversations with some of my male friends. Yo, listen. You know, this is why we stopped talking. You know, this is what I did. You know, something I never told you about, or a conversation that I had behind your back. Really, just confronting the demons that people would say, "Oh, the demons that you allowed to come into your space." No, the demons that I created. You know, from all the fucking lies. It wasn't until I started to tell the truth that shit just, you know what I mean, got better. And, you know, I feel like I I got to a place where I, like, healed myself because I was like, yo, I'm just going to tell the truth. And I'm going to be honest about the truth. No matter if it costs me a friendship, a relationship, a marriage, I'm just going to tell the truth. And whatever the consequences are going to be from the truth, that's what the consequences is going to be. And I'm just going to accept it. I can't be mad at it anymore. Right. Yeah. I respect it. I respect it. Not that. I, I, I think that's... Look at my nigga over here. I know, dude. right? All, <laughs> all truthful and shit. That's what I'm talking about, bro. Nigga got an extra glisten on his cheek because he growing Thanks, and shit. Man, nigga, <laughs> looking flawless today. Gotta yeah. be honest. <laughs> um, not honestly, that's a, that's a real thing. Like, being honest with yourself is the number one way to be honest with other people and it's it i don't think i don't think people truly understand how important that is to being mentally healthy and well mm-hmm. because those lies create so many different things when you're or rather not even lies but when you're not truthful with yourself mm-hmm. and with others it can, it creates other things it creates anxiety Right. Right. You might sit there and think, oh, if this person finds out this lie, what is that? What is that backlash going to look like? That might create some anxiety for you. It creates depression. You might be sitting there ruminating over and over about something that you said or did and you knew it was a lie 
and it negatively impacted someone. Mm -hmm. So now you're feeling depressed or upset or angry about it. Like there's a lot of things that are created through being untruthful to others and to ourselves. And sometimes when you build that house of cards, it'll fall in crazy ways. So for any listener out there who is kind of getting inspired by what Distinguisher said, I think it, it really is important to to take heed to some of those things in terms of mental health in general and what that means, you know, for yourself. Big facts. Big physics. Yeah. Uh, anybody else has some some crazy shit over the weekend? Some uh, on mans or anything like that? Nah, it was just hot to the motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, definitely hot, hot as shit. Hot definitely hot as shit out here in these streets. Yeah, I I don't have any oh man. I I would say I guess in terms of this conversation of growth or differences and maybe in lieu of COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. I would say for me I've just been taking a step back from everything. Mm-hmm. You know okay. I haven't done that in ages where it's just like if if I don't feel to do it I'm not doing it. So that means like, you didn't play video games this whole the the whole past weekend I just passed. No, I'm saying if I didn't want to do it, I'm not doing it. Oh, if, if I want to do it, I'm gonna do it. Like, but I haven't played. I haven't did anything this weekend, honestly. Okay. Um, I just connected with friends over over the phone and stuff like that. But this whole COVID nineteen has just been like a step away from being in control or being five steps ahead of whatever it is that's necessary to come. Like. My mind is always on go. Y'all know my mind is always on go. I'm always thinking about the next phase or the next development or the next route for us or in general Mm -hmm. to get to the next level. Right. And COVID for me has just been like, just, just be, just be, just relax. Like, don't think. There's nothing to think about. We don't even know what's happening next. So there's nothing even to think. That is a... That's a fact. (laughs) Fact, boy. There's there's nothing to think five steps ahead about. There's nothing to try and control. There's nothing to be ahead of. Mm -hmm. We don't even know what's cooking. And with that, it's almost as if... And I don't want to get too uh, hoity... Like, I don't want to get too mystical and shit. But it's almost as if the universe supplemented that. And I know people say that all the time. Like... When you let go of certain things, you let God or you let the universe or you mm-hmm. let whatever you believe in come in and plug those holes because as a human, you are not capable of being in control of everything. But it really does feel like the moment I took a step back, you know, we we have some extra hands on deck with the podcast, mm-hmm. giving us help in, in certain aspects on there. I had other people come to me and be like, yo, this is what you should do with Brandon. This is that. This is this. And all the things that we've been kind of like forcing and just let we're letting happen naturally. Right. And things are going viral on certain ends. Things are are being looked at this way. We got 20,000, con- baby. 20,000. Shout out oh, to yeah. that. Yeah. Shout out to that for sure. Mm-hmm. You, you know, so it's, it's just a lot of. If you. I know COVID has been different for a lot of people. And again, there's a definitely mental health conversations to be had this episode. Mm -hmm. But in instance, if you kind of let yourself kind of allow things to 
permeate in certain ways, you do grow and you do learn a lot. Right. So, um, yeah, let's get into the shits. So I'm yeah. gonna break down this this Nick Cannon situation. Right. Let's first. talk Nick Cannon. Good before, That's a good one right there, boy. Good lord. Yeah. Before before we get into opinions, I just want to get through um, this little dissemination of mm. what is happening mm. because I think it's very important to frame this properly. So that one, we ain't, I'm, we not trying to get canceled like, <laughs> like nobody. But also, um, there is a bigger picture to be painted mm-hmm. than what I'm seeing the conversation be on social media and online because it's only surface level. What I'm seeing is, oh, he shouldn't apologize. Oh, he said nothing wrong. Oh, this, that, and a third. And to some extent, there's. Some truth to mm-hmm. that, but there's mm-hmm. also another side of the coin. So just paint the entire picture um, as I see it, and then we could kind of throw all of our opinions in it. So before we even start with that, Nick is doing a new ca- new episode of Cannon's Class or right. whatever the hell he calls that shit. I don't even know what um, he calls that podcast. I didn't even know he was I having. Think, I didn't even know he had podcast. Yeah, his podcast has been making headlines recently. Like there was three clips um, that have gone viral. Uh, and people have kind of had opinions about, and this is another one of them. But he has a new episode coming out where he's actually going to sit down with a rabbi, and they're going to have a conversation about what he said, right? And where where he where the rabbi, I guess, is going to correct uh, the anti-Semitic aspects of things, okay, and also agree with some of the sentiments that he did bring forth. So okay. I think that honestly, starting there, I think that's an excellent. Like, that is an amazing thing because that's part of the problem. The black and the Jewish community really don't communicate as much as we could. Mm-hmm. And because of it, it leaves holes for history and facts and other things to kind of get twisted and this distrust to remain between the two communities. But mm-hmm. we'll get deep into that. So, all right. First thing is, everybody, listeners, Everybody on the show, we always, always have a responsibility to the things that we say. Even if what we think we're saying is right versus what we think we're saying is wrong or whatever have you, we have a responsibility to that. So with that being said, when Nick apologized, uh, and I guess, again, I don't want to put too much opinion in this section right now, but when Nick apologized, I didn't necessarily jump to see that as a bad thing. I know why people kind of looked at it the way they did, but... I feel like whatever conversations he had with his friends, he said his Jewish friends and, and rabbis and things like that, allowed him to get a, a deeper understanding, which then made me kind of feel like, let me kind of do some historical research on why this particular conversation blew up the way it did. Um, because as we know, especially with the Nation of Islam and and other groups, there are certain particular uh, storylines presented that paint and give alternative an alternative perspective to certain things that have happened throughout history and kind of give a perspective where what Nick was saying has some validity. Um, and I think that that's where a lot of people kind of like confused as to like, yo, what is <coughs> what did he say that's wrong or whatever? The case may be. So that's number one. The second thing is what did Nick particularly speak about? So he spoke about melanated people being the first Jews. Um, and 
historically, melanated people would have to be the first Jews because the story, even in the story, the Bible, the story of Jesus, all of these events happened where the sun was out and the people were darker. Uh, I saw a meme the other day and it basically said there was a white person holding a sign and said there are no white people in the Bible. Uh, let that sink in. Mm. And so when you fact. when you talk about the idea of, of melanated people being the first, quote unquote, Jewish people, um, there isn't a like he's not wrong in that. Um, now, what is typically added upon that? is is some form of because of it they are the chosen people and the people who currently are jewish or currently uh represent that faith to i guess the way that it's depicted which are predominantly white or or lighter skinned people um it somehow diminishes their faith so that's where or diminishes them and what they practice so that's kind of where people kind of took it and went in another direction but then he also spoke about the Rothschilds and conspiracy theories that are associated with that name so that's where I always we always talk about it on the show and I always say conspiracy theories can sometimes get dangerous it's not a issue in terms of looking at something alternatively conspiracy theories especially in this climate are somewhat necessary because we're seeing a lot of crazy shit like Epstein. You would consider Epstein a conspiracy theory if you didn't see the shit happen didn't get live. Exposed. Yeah, if you <laughs> didn't get exposed, you would have been like, nah, this niggas ain't doing that shit. And then Pre- you get exposed and you'd be like, oh shit, this shit Pre- is serious. Like- Presidents, princes, and, and this nigga's known to have a sex trafficking ring. Like, nah, that that's just, y'all niggas is just trying to take down Bill Clinton or y'all niggas just trying to take down Prince Andrew or whatever. But then you see the facts and it's like, oh shit. So it's not far fetched. Right. So I can understand why conspiracy theories are definitely as prominent as they are, especially in an unprecedented time where nations have shut down and stuff like that. Um, the Rothschilds conspiracy theories have been around for a lot, but unfortunately, which I think, which I don't think a lot of people understand is um, what that's connected to. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. Um, But the other thing he spoke about was white people being savage, uh, potentially. He was theorizing white people could have potentially become savage in the way they deal with other cultures because that was a means of survival for them when the human race kind of split, which the human race splitting is actually a, a... a theory that Neil deGrasse Tyson has put out there in terms of why there is so much diversity within the human diaspora. But um, with that, what he said is a theory. So it kind of, to me, didn't necessarily come off kilter, but I can see where people can somewhat get offended. Now let's Talk a little bit about why certain things were damaging before we get to why what Viacom did was damaging as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But all right. So the things that are damaging and what is anti-Semitic. So part of what led to the Holocaust and what allowed Hitler to come to power was he painted a picture and created a narrative around Jewish people and stated that they were the root and the cause of Germany's pain and suffering 
and that their economy was shot after World War One because of Jewish people and because they owned all the banks, they controlled all of the money. Um, and he and he painted the picture that the Jewish people sold Germany out when World War One ended. And that's why they were in such a dire economic state. People were poor. People were starving. People were dying in the streets. And so he used that to to propagandize this notion to go out and kill Jewish people, go out and torture Jewish people, etc. So now what we see is a lot of conspiracies where it's like when you say Jewish people own all the banks or Jewish people own all the money, it is associated and connected to that ideology that Hitler used to get them killed and mass slaughter and things of that nature. So that is why people consider you telling or saying something about the Jewish community owning everything or controlling everything um, as anti-Semitic. The other half of it is it's attached now to these theories of depopulation and uh, mass genocide with blaming Jewish people and saying Jewish people control everything and they want to depopulate the earth and Mm -hmm. all these different things. These conspiracy theories are all interconnected. Um, when you throw in the Rothschilds and names like that. So that is why a lot of Jewish people see it as anti-Semitic. Now, some black people may sit there and say, well, when you tell somebody, or people in general, rather, people may say, when you tell somebody they they control everything and they have all the power, how is that negative? It's likened to, in sports, when black people are looked at and said, yo, they're strong as a gorilla. Or they're strong, they're strong as an ape. Damn. And people will say that and be like, oh, that's a compliment. Serena Williams has gone through that shit countless times. Michelle Obama, but, who's not even an athlete, has also gone through that. Right. So when you connect that to the fact that historically calling black people gorillas, monkeys, and apes were used to dehumanize and demean them, now that quote-unquote innocent compliment is no longer considered a, a quote unquote innocent compliment, and that's why black people get offended when you be when you say something like that. On surface level, white people or people who are are not attached to that history may be like, "Well, I'm just saying that you're really strong and you got superhuman strength." I'm dead. But the idea of using a monkey to depict that will always be offensive to a black person. It's it's this it's a similar concept to that um, because the history of Jewish people is. Using the fact that or or the idea that they controlled all the make banking and money and this, that and the third led to a, a mass genocide. So naturally, as a group, it is going to cause a bit of an issue for me to now associate that with them as it led to something as wild as that. So um, and then I, go ahead. In the Bible, they were oppressed because the Roman Empire sought to oppress them, which is interesting because the Roman Empire took their form of religion and found a way to make it a profitable institution, which is Roman Catholic, which is interesting to me, but that's a different conversation for a different time. However, in the current environment we're in, and maybe y'all agree with it or not, but I do believe the Jewish community is probably the richest community in the world. A lot, a lot of heads and a lot of 
owners of these banks are Jewish. I don't know if they're the. I would have to see who the richest person in the world is. I it wouldn't, wouldn't be able just to be based on Bill Gates, though. Like Bill Gates is a singular individual. I'm talking about, like, yeah, but wise. right. But even so, if if Bill Gate, Bill Gates, and and Jeff Bezos, and I'm not sure if Jeff Bezos is Jewish or not, but um, Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos, if they're not Jewish, would make a large percent of whatever group. Um, to to add to that value, so I don't know if if necessarily they are considered the most profitable. I know that that is the notion is that Jewish people have a large a large uh, amount of wealth and they have a large amount of power due to that wealth. I know that that is the narrative, but I don't know if if you have conversations with uh, certain Jewish communities if they would agree with that. That's an interesting facet to me because there's probably more Jewish billionaires than anyone else than any other like sets of groups of people like there's. I don't know about that because Saudi Arabia, like there's a there's a lot of Middle Eastern billionaires as well. That's a fact. We but we know where they got their bread from. Like we could actually like you you could tell when that time frame like they that money came from a particular space like so like. A lot of people came into power, and we don't even know how they really got that power. I mean, but I think that you, I think that you can look it up. I think, see, because part of the issue is even the idea of I don't know how they got that power. There's, I'm sure there is a way to look at the financial backing of certain communities. Um, But even in that instance, it's like it's a mystery for them, but we know for everybody else. I'm sure you can look it up. So, like, in that instance, that can be seen as, like, a little bit of a conspiracy. Where did they get, where did this group get power from? I'm sure you can look it up. The other aspect of it is, don't get it wrong, America has definitely had preferential treatment of certain groups. Mm -hmm. And you can look at that in terms of of Brooklyn right now. And that's where I think the, the disconnect in between black people and Jewish people are right now, you can definitely just look at New York and Brooklyn. And some of it comes from 1991. There was a riot um, known as the Crown Height Riot where a, a there was a Jewish parade, a car hit, two uh, Guyanese children, one child died, wow. one child was, was maimed. Wow. And from that, <clears throat> riots ensued and it was kind of a culmination of all of the preferential treatment that black people felt Jewish people were obtaining mm. um, that America was giving to Jewish people uh, and that turned into like some really wild anti-Semitic shit unfortunately uh, from, yeah. from, from that side of it um, and even Al Sharpton had to, well, came out years later and apologized for some of the things that he said from from that time frame. Mm. But a lot of this just boils down to, in my opinion, America taking two oppressed groups and putting them against each other. A lot of what's happening is through America and the systems. America has to, and I think that's why a lot of people are frustrated too. So America America is the reason why Bloods and Crips is beefing, huh? Bloods you can definitely make an argument. You can make a slight <laughs> argument. 
Uh, America bet. definitely put crack on the streets. I could America tell you definitely that much. put crack on the street. Facts. Ain't, ain't, ain't no nigga uh, Billy Johnson making crack. I could tell you that much. <laughs> that shit came out of a lab and end up on a street, and some nigga got the formula, and that shit started spreading like wildfire. Yeah, magically. Magically. Nigga Steve Flo talking like he just seen a documentary X. Nah, bro. I'm, it's not a matter of just seeing the doc. It, it's common fucking sense, bro. How does crack end up in the hood? None of these niggas is trying to make crack. Yeah, how they did was, coke end up in the hood? They you were selling think, weed, and that was yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. Like, and niggas coke didn't have the niggas niggas didn't have the money for the chemistry Facts. for to the make chemistry, the crack. Bro. Facts. No how, niggas was making how it. Did, <laughs> how did Joshua? You think Joshua went to Colombia and start speaking Spanish, nigga? Nah, nah, bro. Nah. Some nigga brought that shit over here. Some nigga brought that shit over here. You think? You think? You think fucking um um whatever like booby and these niggas is on the block and they're just like yo what if we took coke mixed it with some that 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 and then niggas just like you know what we can make bread off that you shit you know what you gotta put the shit. you gotta put the 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 pot at at 225, 225 degrees <laughs> burn it to exactly 45 minutes bro we, we got it's gonna be a potent scent we got a good like, 50 nah. listeners listening to this we got to make sure we we tell them the right crack commandments right now all right yeah like you it's not <laughs> no few listeners that wasn't just some, weed tonight. Some, some nigga crack. wasn't just smoking and be like you bro you know what son niggas gonna fall in love with some shit bro and name it crack uh all the shit they could have named it name it crack like nah bro <laughs> Come on, son. Like, I mean, but but also what adds to this conversation, too, is uh, acceptance of black people in Jewish communities mm-hmm. as of now. Because I did read a lot of articles that spoke about how black people are not that accepted in certain Jewish communities mm-hmm. as well. So that adds to the, the, the disconnect, which is why I think what Nick Cannon is doing with the rabbi is going to be very powerful. I actually wanted to have one of our Jewish friends uh, be on the on the episode to kind of you know help us we got some jewish a friends bit more nigga what come on son oh uh, <laughs> i'm trying to think but, who i know personally well erin santana would definitely have been great to oh i need to put her, her oh, whole that, government been, but but would have been lovely but erin is is going for her phd right now so nice. i didn't want to bother her um, but she Thanks. would definitely have been able to break things down a lot better than I am um, and, you know, be able to answer some questions that I'm sure none of us here have the answers to. So um, but I do think that that adds to the disconnect. And again, there's been there's been uh, this idea of predatory business um, from people of the Jewish face towards black people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read some articles about that too, especially when it comes to owning buildings and landlording and things mm-hmm. of that nature. So all these things add to the disconnect and the divide. Um, but again, I think that that's kind of what makes it important for Nick and this rabbi to have this conversation. Right. So I don't know what y'all want to want to add to that. I just hope um, Nick no, don't I commit suicide. That's it. Nick, don't commit suicide, nah, please. Nick, Nick will be... Nick will be my only issue with, with with Nick right now is, and I saw someone else say it, is just like, at the same time, Nick, like, all right, you said something, people took offense. Mm-hmm. Where I kind of felt weird about it was, niggas been dissing us for mad long. 
Well, that's the piece. Vi- what Viacom like, did was was suspect to me. Wacky, bro. Like you gonna cancel Nick because he said something that he immediately, immediately issued an apology for. Like literally, the minute he was corrected, he issued an apology and said, "You know what?" Da 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 da. And it was an intellectual apology. Like I respect what he did. He said, "Yo, I went and I spoke to my Jewish friends in the Jewish community." And some rabbis to find out where I was wrong with what I said, and mm-hmm. I I, res- I respect that fully. Like right. I don't, not many people would have did that. Either they would have just threw an apology out because they realized some shit went wrong, or they would have been like, I said what I said because there was a bunch of people who were like, Nah, you you ain't saying nothing wrong. Maybe because they don't know all of the history. Maybe because they don't feel like he said anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Whatever have you. But he had a large backing of people. Was like, Nah, you ain't saying nothing wrong. Just stand on it. Right. And so it took a lot for him to be like, nah, I'm going to go seek out this group that I did not have on my show that I was speaking about. And that's another lesson from this is when you speak about other groups, it is important to kind of include them in the conversation right. because mm-hmm. you may be going and thinking that you 100% know what the fuck you're talking about and be all the way left. Like you might be yeah. all the way wrong about it. So yeah. I do respect that aspect of it. Yeah, I mean... I'm not going to get into the skin color and Jew- Judaism in, in its own little way. I'm just going to stay quiet on that. But yeah, leave that shit to know, the church and the pastor, brother. Leave that. I'm going to leave that shit. I'm going to leave that conversation there because there's definitely people who have strong opinions on who the current version of Jews are. So I'm just going to leave it there. And at the end of the day, he. I'm. A, I appreciate the fact, like you said, he did his research. He spoke to people who are currently in that faith and you know have 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 the knowledge on what they're doing and was able to change his perspective offer an apology i just don't know where i i just feel like the black community at the same time got to understand that okay he issued an apology and he respects it enough to at least make an effort to do so Right. I just don't feel like he needed to be canceled for it. And I think a lot of other powerful black people feel the same way. Just like, listen, right. we, we accept a lot of bullshit. Like, you know, one dude says something and he and it's not like he said something wildly disrespectful. That's he just the thing. gave you an opinion as to how he perceives things. At no point what he said was disrespectful. Right. It, it, just, no, let's wait. We got to be. A little bit clear. It was disrespectful in the sense that it was taken as an anti-Semitic thing, but it was not malicious. He was mm. not intending to to offend anybody. Like we have a president who stands up on uh, every day and says something wild, crazy, and offensive to Hispanic people. They send nothing from Mexico. They send nothing but rapists and drug dealers. Like that is an yeah. of, that you are being malicious in your intent. Yeah. I don't care. Whatever what you're trying to say, like you're if you're calling a whole group of people a bunch of drug dealers and rapists, you're being offensive. That that's not the conversation that was being had. Although things that were said were offensive to Facts. said they call group. Us thugs every chance they get. Black every people forget ch- about it, and that's why black thugs. people. That's why black people like yo stand on that shit because they call us all types of shit, and we supposed right. to just hit it. Right, we supposed on to just every day for years. Decades, up to like four months ago. <laughs> <laughs> this shit. Three, two, three. The riots were happening 
after George Floyd. It, and we're talking about white people in general, not Jewish white, people not specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jewish people, but and we're talking about you know general, white crack ass media, crackers in general. Facts. Yeah, the right. media has, has crack ass crackers. Generations per per um, made us seem like gangsters and thugs, mm -hmm. and. Now you know Nick says some things that you know based on his opinion and and the, and the knowledge that he felt he knew, and said it in such a way of just saying like, listen, like this is my opinion, this is how I view the world, and this is how I think about things, and boom, this nigga done stabbed three people in the chest. I don't know what happened, bro. It's like everything fell apart, and it's all of a sudden you offended this big group of people, and I'm just like, that's an irony within itself because. This country offends people in the Middle East for years. Everywhere, man. Everywhere. You called everybody from the Middle East terrorists. If that's not offensive, I don't know what the fuck He was. called Haiti a shithole country. Like, I could run off all the shit Donald Trump has said about so, all different like, type of people. Come on. It's just kind of interesting to me. But, hey, man, you know, at the end of the day, when the people on top be offended... That's just how it goes. Nick, don't put the knife to your throat. Don't take the pills. Don't jump off the boat. We need you. Thank Listen, you. Listen, stay, stick with your black community, man. Hop on that Revolt TV. Yeah, hop on Revolt. Hop Keep on a pushing. black network. Keep it pushing, brother. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And again, I also think it's important to highlight and respect um, the idea of, of including sure. the voice that felt offended and having an actual conversation. I don't. I don't think he's sitting down and kissing the ring. I don't think he. He from the little clip that I saw, it looks like he's asking the same questions that Shit. he made comments about. I hope he's not and kissing so, the ring or sucking nobody dick right now for his job back either. Shit, that's wild. <laughs> I'm yeah, being but, honest. Um, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, I hope that. I, I from what it seems Shit. like, it looks like he's still asking the questions that. Many people have been talking about and and have speculated on and right. he's asking for clarity and things like that. So I think that's important because whenever there's a divide between communities, the only the only way that it can be fixed mm -hmm. is through actual conversations. We could all sit that in our little silos and speculate about each other all day and be wrong and shit. But unless we actually start to sit with with people that we don't understand and have actual conversations, no. Uh, you yeah, know, as far as my really knowledge, was correct. From that. When it comes to the Jewish community, they didn't enslave us, at least not no. as far as our knowledge. Yeah, goes. as far as my knowledge, they was have correct. never oppressed us as black people. Yeah, correct. you know they 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 took advantage of the system at hand and they bent it to their will. However, they have never physically done anything to us as a black community. So I I could respect. You know, two mutual people having that conversation, whereas you're having a conversation with so with certain white people, and it's just like, boy, your grandfather probably had a slave. What like, what what are we talking about right now? <laughs> that and and also like, this this that's why people say that there's power in in diversity, right? Because if if we all have the same perspective on on a particular fact or or something that we perceive as a fact, and then we get another perspective that looks at that same fact differently. It's like, oh shit, you know, I didn't look at it that way. Because we we all kind of, especially culturally, if you have a similar, as black people, we, we have a similar understanding about certain particular things. Slavery, maybe uh, the way America treats black people, we have a, a very similar perspective. But when it comes to another culture that we haven't lived in, that we haven't been a part of or whatever, 
we may not understand their perspective of certain things to the same degree. We are understanding things through our lens and through our experiences, but that might be vastly different from another experience. You know, I can definitely see how they seeing preferential treatment from America uh, would make black people feel like, yo, what the hell is going on here? Um, but as I said, it's it's all part of design. You have oppressed people fighting oppressed people, and they never look at their oppressors. That whole time, they're too busy fighting each other. So, right. Um, who doesn't seem to be oppressed is Versus, who just recently partnered with Apple Music. Um, oh, that's lit. Nah, I don't yeah, know. So, I don't know if that's really lit. I don't know. How do you feel about it? What's your thoughts on it? Me, me, me. Per, me. This is me personally, and I, and D Flow, I'm actually a bit shocked that. That that you feel is lit, cause I could just picture like D Flow partnering with one of his longtime childhood friends, and D Flow is an engineer. He makes beats, and his friend is an engineer. They make beats, such as the Timberland and the Swiss Beats, and you come together and, and you do this thing that was birthed specifically out of a quarantine situation. Not necessarily COVID. COVID didn't create verses. Quarantine did to give people an outlet to do and see something virtually. So in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, they were going to keep it. You know, we already had our predictions on, on, on the podcast. And I think a lot of the predictions that we said, especially a lot of the ones that X had alluded to a few weeks ago, um, they're going to come to pass. But now that Apple's involved, I feel like Apple, because Apple obviously has more buying power and Apple has more of a bigger brand globally than Swiss Beats mm. and Timbaland together and individually. Apple's going to be controlling more of the how and the when and the where. If you kind of catch my drift, I don't feel like they're going to have more creative control over the verses moving forward. They're going to have some insight in what they think should happen. But overall, I don't think it's going to be I don't think it's, this is going to be a 50 50 split. I don't think this I don't think we're, 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 we're looking at that. right. Well, what they I'll, said, I'll, what they said ahead. is versus. Um, and Apple Music. The partnership with Apple means that there are additional ways, highlighted in green, additional ways you can watch Versus on our Instagram channel, Versus TV, Apple Music, and Beats One. Versus is That's still free. That's what I was thinking about. And Versus is still 100% black owned. So I think what they're trying to do is push it that when they do a Versus, it's being streamed on Apple Beats Radio and it's being streamed on Apple TV. It's just another way to 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 um to to expand the reach. And wouldn't it be dope if after the verses is done, you can actually get like a like a a, a mini mix now of all the songs that were played on verses for those these two particular artists. That doesn't only boost streams for the artists, it actually gives a royalty check back to the artist. So this doesn't only end up bringing clout; it actually helps stimulate income for the artists as well. So that's why I say it's kind of lit because I'm also thinking of it from a royalty perspective, not just about, not just about um, Apple having control, but think about the streams, think about the extended reach that this has. Because as of right now, it's just clout, it's just entertainment for us. But how is the artist doing the verses actually making money right now when they do the verses? Well, yeah, well, yeah. And that's something that we alluded to. We definitely did talk about the money aspect. We definitely did say at some point how these artists are going to get paid for streams and royalties. And 
We're here now, right? <laughs> great, fine, Danny, great. Everybody's happy. We got the fucking Master P chips in the bag. Yeah, nigga, we mm. good. But mm. I'm thinking like long term, like the creative control. Like what I'm saying is that this would have been dope if mm. BET was like Apple. BET is BET. Apple is Apple. True. But if they, but if versus, if Timbo and Swiss was like, yo, Fuck Apple. Let's try to figure out a partnership with BET. We may not get everything that Apple's going to provide, but let's keep the shit real black. And, and, and I hear... I respect that. And I hear in Green X, that. you know, that they highlight it's still going to be black-owned, but I'm just thinking about let's really keep it black-owned because Apple is not black-owned. You know what I mean? It's not, but... in And this is one of those scenarios where, unfortunately, we don't have a system within our community. We need that shit. D-Flow, make that. it. Make the system flow. Uh, Fuck. Hey, man. Come on. Someone got... See, this is the problem. Someone got to give me a couple mil for me to do it. Shit. I, I, I don't mean, have the funds to make it happen. I think we also have to just be a little realistic in terms of, yeah, obviously, that's probably what we would want. Maybe a situation with title or whatever. Okay, but okay. At, at the end of the day, though, it also, okay. it, it also depends on... Who's giving the biggest the bigger deal? He might have went. They might have went to title, and mm-hmm. title might have said, "Yo, we want twenty percent, or we want forty percent." And right. Apple was the only one that said, "Nah, you can keep it a hundred percent, but this is what we'll get out of it." And like and like Flo said, it might be a, a little bit of us. Okay, listen, these rev, we'll make a mini mix, and the revenue streams that we get, or mm-hmm. or the streams that end up happening on Apple. We're mm. going to get this percent from advertisers or whatever have you. And so I think until we're in a space where it's like we have multiple different things to. Yeah, it's a black company because I just had this conversation the other day, which is ironic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll go in depth in it in a little bit. But I think until we get to a place where it's like, yeah, we have black on black ownership collaborating. Right. Um, unfortunately, the best we can do is just make sure that we continue to own our half of what we're bringing to the table. Right. And make the best possible deal with whoever else we have to make That's that it. deal with. It's going to so. take some time for it to get there. Like, I agree, you know, like, BET. BET's not even a black-owned company anymore. BET's on my Viacom. Right. That's that. Right. You know, like, you know, Bob Johnson sold that shit years, years ago. ago. Right, so, right, right. Um, the only black-owned media company right now is Tidal. I mean, is Tidal and it is Revolt. Those are the only black-owned media companies that could actually put out media for us. I mean, I'm okay. pretty sure there's others that I'm not. Yeah, yeah. That there's I'm probably not, others that's like of. under, right? Yeah, yeah. Under, I think it's yeah. TV One. TV One, like okay, that. okay. Yeah. I, I think but, TV One is under Viacom as well, bro. God, if fucking mistake. Do this. Research. It might be. Because, I know there's yeah. at least one more. Um, the black fuck do owned. we own? One, I, yeah, we don't. Own, I think Oprah <laughs> own. Own is a black-owned yeah, company because own is black. Is is Oprah? But um. Tyler Perry, whatever Tyler Perry does, there's not much like mainstream Jeez. black-owned media companies. Like, it's actually selected ones. So the problem, and it's simple, bro. There's just not enough wealth in our community yet. It's not that complicated, really and truly. Sadly, we just don't have the wealth structure within our community. But at the end of the day, bro, like what X said, all we can do for right now is make sure that we have our eyes and our T's, eyes dotted, our T's crossed that we're getting what we deserve from it. And um, I think it's a dope idea for, for Versus. I think it's only going to help the artists involved adding up with, a, with an extra check. And that's that. 
Uh, Nicki and Minaj announced that she's pregnant, and Good we luck. definitely speculated that for a while. Yeah, Good luck. It. It's um, funny because when I went back and checked the pictures out from what she did with the with the um the single that she put out with um with six nine the six nine you could definitely see that she was pregnant but yeah, sure. the tatas were swinging around you could, you just paid attention to the tatas you <laughs> feel me and that was that uh so covid 19 you got to talk about this shit like it's a person covid 19 definitely is revealing that like it's having more effects than people were initially aware of so now they're saying that one one out of uh, four people will get COVID, will get a severe case of covid um regardless of of i guess pre um preconceived or predetermined conditions or whatever the hell it is um and so when when they say a severe version of it they're saying that young people now are reporting that after after they've recovered from the initial effects of covid they're still having all types of other issues one dude reported having like <clears throat> liver damage wow another a, a young woman said that she um now needs to use an asthma pump she never needed to use an asthma pump ever in wow. her life wow and, and now to box or to work out she needs to use an asthma pump so there's a lot of like craziness coming still from covid um and and in the midst of it unemployment the extra unemployment checks will be ending um the 25th i think the 25th is definitely this week that's that's down that's rough that's rough that's rough yeah so those are the covid updates uh and florida 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 is florida wait florida (laughs) florida has updates there Florida has the same numbers with us now. Wait, really? That ass. I have no comment on Florida. Florida's two hundred. No I think Florida is, is. I think they've either surpassed us or they're right. It's three hundred. They did surpass us. Yeah, yeah. yeah Florida is wild right cases. Florida, Florida three hundred thousand cases of COVID. Y'all Floridians gotta fucking cut it out, man. God damn. Well, the son. difference is though, and we've been talking about it. Is Florida Jeez. has a very old population. So a lot of these people catching COVID ain't going to make it, Okay, so so those old people that about to die wild. at the end of this episode. All right, cool. R.I.P. to y'all in advance. Uh, you okay. know, I'm not trying to say it like right. that, but... R.I.P. to the old people that's I mean? going to die at the end of this episode. R.I.P. Um, D-Flow So, yeah, we we definitely got to talk about Kanye West, though. So, <sighs> so I really don't know where Kanye is getting his history from. Who he's talking to? <laughs> Some of these questions say seems to be a manic episode, but where's his family? You asked where his family twice, nigga. I, where is his family? <laughs> Does he have family? Will the people of the West family please stand up? Say something because Kanye might not make it to 2021. The way that he's acting, Kanye might be suffering from fucking uh, COVID symptoms, and nobody's just keeping it a thousand. Something's wrong. Something's been wrong. And I said this on a past episode. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and you ratchet ass kids who listen to us and you know you're not supposed to. Y'all motherfuckers too. Listen up. If you really love Kanye West, stop indulging in his bullshit. If you really love Kanye West, tag Kanye West and write these words. You need help. 
I love you. That's it. Don't say, don't fucking hashtag Mr. West for 2020. I've been seeing that shit all weekend. Cut the bullshit out. Stop. Stop encouraging this man with his antics. Okay? Well, let's start with, with the rally. So the rally he had was yesterday. He had a rally Sunday. Oh, my God. There were, it was an hour long. Um, I didn't see anybody that looked like they were over the age of 25. So he just had group. a bunch of adolescents at the rally. It was a bunch of kids in there. Um, and through through the rally, he, he was just, he had young people come up to the stage and they would, they would ask a question and then he would answer it. But a lot of it was just a lot of narcissistic tendencies. He As kept always. telling every. He kept telling everybody, oh, this is what we're going to do. When someone finishes speaking, we're going to say, uh, we have now finished our thought or some wild shit like that. He was, um, <laughs> there was a black girl that went up there. Yo, it's crazy. There was a black girl that went up there and he told the black girl, uh, like he went in the back and forth with, with the black girl and said, and they will call you a sister soldier. But then when a white Whoa. girl went up there and barked on him. He gave her a hug at the end. So a lot of people are throwing those comparisons up. Um, and he started crying in the middle of the rally. He uh, said that he almost killed his daughter. Um, Wait, but what? He was, <laughs> he was trying to use it in context of abortion. And <laughs> no, basically... No, no, nigga. X, I'm sorry. No, no, <laughs> no, X. Bro, no. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just telling you Kanye what this nigga said, said he man. almost killed his daughter and then trying to frame it in the form. No, no, nigga. There's something wrong he with said, He said his father almost killed him and he almost killed his daughter. So his father almost that. made his mom abort him and then he thought that Kim was going to allow him to abort their child. Okay, all right. And then it came out that Kim is tight because she's like, why are you putting that out there? Yeah. Um, I told you, bro, so to he, get a divorce real soon, I called it. I called it. Watch. Listen. Watch. If I it happens, it. I'm, I will no longer be surprised. I, when you first said it, I was like, I don't know, but I will not be surprised, bro. But I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> I have no idea what that means, but, um, but yeah, he said all those things. He, he, what else did he do? I I still don't know what it means, but <laughs> what else did he say? Oh, oh, well, no, I'm not agreeing with that. Um, and you're going to have to edit that out. But, uh, anyways, um, Nah, he did. He did a lot, though. He did a lot of wild, crazy shit on on that stage. I don't know how anybody like really saw saw the rally and took it seriously. Like, yo, I still want to vote for Kanye. But a lot of people um, did. A lot of people did. I mean, he said Harriet Tubman never really freed the slaves. She just had them work for other white people. So Harriet Tubman never freed slaves. She had them work for other white people. Nigga, how? Don't, that sound like the dumbest shit I've ever heard. And and niggas is out here really trying to justify it, talking about well, you know, everybody knows what he's trying to say, but it just went over their head. No, nigga, no. no, that's revisionist history. Like you have to not understand that in 1804, uh, the North, all of the Northern states had abolished slavery, which is why the Underground Railroad existed in the first place. And someone put, well, Harriet Tubman did not have the power to legally uh, admonish 
of people from being bound to slavery. So she didn't free anybody. It's like niggas is really just smoking shit, bro. I'm like, yo, you have to understand how the laws hold work. On, hold, hold on, son. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold the fuck. Bro, <laughs> niggas don't know the history, son. Oh my god. Tugman, <laughs> another human being. So you yeah. telling me the only white people that's that's had the, the message power to uh, to free someone? So that... a white man told me you free, sir. And then you free. And, I, and I'm free. I'm like, holy shit, white sir. I'm free now. I'm going to go giddy up. And I could walk down the block and another man I'm like, you mine now. Right. And I'm not free again. Right. And I'm going to be like, Mr. Mr. Williamson tell me, sir, that I'm free. And, and that actually like, happened. Fuck up. That actually happened in the South. Right. And Harriet Tubman putting the fucking two barrel shoddy to niggas chest. Like, yo, we about to get out of here. And niggas is like, you smoking ass? Is that what niggas really? All right, Kanye. All right, cool. niggas don't know history. All right, niggas bro. don't understand. I guess Harriet Tubman was a myth. We really Fuck. gotta be thankful. <laughs> I guess she was not real. Jesus Christ, Yo, bro. and but you you understand how this operates though? It's like his crowd is nothing but kids, right? And these are probably the same niggas that are going on and putting up these comments because they have no idea about history. They right. don't know what's cooking. Nobody knows. But it's like, yo, y'all don't realize that. Once a slave walked into the North, they were considered a free person at that time because of how laws were were designed in the North. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they didn't still uh, potentially got recaptured and brought back down. It didn't mean that they had the best life living in the North because being free in the North wasn't no walk in the park. Wasn't, I was about to say, if, if y'all just... And it might not be accurate, but goddamn, son, like 12 years a slave is like... 12 years a slave. Movie. I'm, I'm <laughs> one movie. I'm one and done with that movie. One and done. I can't see yeah, that I'm again. I'm just like, yeah. you watch the movie and you could clearly see that... I don't want to say there were slaves in the North, but there were still a lot of people that were being hired and worked a certain way. It's just that certain black people who could find a way to support themselves were able to also live a free life in terms of raise their families, work for money. That wasn't the case for everybody. Slavery just wasn't common anymore in the North, but there was still a lot of people in the North who were being forced to do things that they didn't want to do or being put in compromising Mm -hmm. positions where blackmail and different things were happening that they were being put in that situation. So the ones who are knowledgeable enough to 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 get out the system and work the system to their advantage and great, but there were still a lot of people who had trafficking. Like, yeah, like I mean, at the end of the day, the the, the nation is itself was fucked up. Facts. You know, it's not like they just magically did. That's I guess, uh, I guess what is blowing certain people's minds when they hear it and then they they contribute it to old Kanye spitting facts is they're realizing that. Yeah, just because the North was free didn't mean that they weren't racist or that they loved black people in the North. It just so happened that in the North, all of the, in 1804, most of the Northern states, by 1804 rather, not in 1804, but by 1804, most of the Northern states say, yo, this shit is kind of wacky. We don't want to be associated with it. Don't necessarily mean we like black people, (laughs) but we're not not associating with the slavery shit. So if a black person tends to come up here... One, we get the labor and we'll pay them 
but we'll pay them way less than we'll pay a white counterpart. So that is a fact. They're free, you know, and we're not doing slavery, but we're still getting work for a cheap rate. And and so I guess people understanding that the system was still fucked up makes them think that what he's saying is some form of fact. But Kanye is just sick. And I think the sooner we understand that, I mean, I know that we understand. We it, understand but the sooner it. people, right? People understand that. The sooner we can be over with this fucking clown show. The nigga had twenty twenty uh, carved in the back of his head. He had purple hair, and he had on a vest that says security, a, a bulletproof vest that says security, while saying he fears nobody but God. Let's move on to the I next know, topic. Man. What type of fucking uh. kangaroo jack shit is this? <laughs> what the fuck, man? Kanye, Amari. West, I need you to listen. I got to say your whole fucking government, bro. Listen, we need you to get help. Fuck security. You need help. You need a bunch of therapists around you in your camp, psychologists. Shit, you might need a fucking archaeologist because I don't know if you're fucking yourself anymore. I don't know if you're you. You you probably died and somebody else jumped in your fucking body. You probably, the real Kanye's dug up somewhere. All this is making America look like is a bunch of silly jackrabbits. Yeah. Cats and cats in other countries just like, look at this. Look, right. look, look, look at, at this shit. Silly Yo, look at this shit. They finna to invade us real quick. That's niggas, fast, is, bro. niggas is looking at us like, all right, if we gonna fuck up America, now's the best now, time. Now's the time. <laughs> the <laughs> niggas, only issue is that niggas kind of fear Trump because they know Trump is kind of wild. And yeah, he still got the nuclear not, code. He still got the <laughs> nuclear code. So niggas like, if we invade America, this nigga might bomb the entire world. <laughs> everybody <laughs> getting everybody it. Everybody getting it. Trump, Trump, look at that type of nigga. Oh, <laughs> oh, China fucking with us? Japan gotta get it. Everybody, everybody get it. Because he can't di- he can't di- he can't differentiate between. Hey. Oh nah. Everybody getting it, bro. <laughs> Indonesia getting it. Haiti for no Czechoslovakia, reason. Like, <laughs> that's it, bro. Speaking like, about everybody getting it. Speaking about everybody getting it. Did Megan Thee Stallion really have to get it, though? Yo, this whole situation is <laughs> just... Did she really have to get up. shot? Because I don't know. I don't know if we can fuck with Tori Lanez after yo, this. I'm sorry. Tori might be three, canceled. There's only three legit re, There's only three legit possibilities for this, Tory going to get canceled. There's only book, three. Bro. And I'm, I'm going to tell y'all niggas my three statements, and I'm going to leave that shit right Meg can't even get on her knees anymore and do her dance. She can't even bend down no more. There's three theories to how this chick got shot in her foot, bro. Okay. Either my first theory... Mm-hmm. And and this is my this is just from what I've saw. And this read. gonna be off the wall. I feel there was it. a scuffle. Yeah, there it. was a scuffle in front of Kylie Jenner's house, and this theory involves Tori Tori defending her and that she was supposedly shot by someone else, and mm-hmm. they tried to get away from in front of. Apparently, the scuffle happened in front of Kylie Jenner's house. That's my first theory, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Second theory is there was a scuffle in the car and I guess Tori was making idle threats and Megan probably grabbed the gun and they did some walkie shit because there was no security. So it's not un- it's not unrealistic that he would have a gun in the whip if it's just him and Megan rolling around. Was I it- don't see that being outside of the... I don't see that being unreasonable. A part of your theory and, is this gun licensed and insured by Tory Lanez? Um, 
I would hope that it is if you're if you're if you're Tory Lanez and you're a mega star. I don't think I would he hope. can. I think he already has a felony. Oh yeah. Oh, so, so then, it's, then, it's, then, yeah, it's he can't. It's clipped like this. Yeah, it's clipped. Okay. I doubt it though. I mean, most niggas ain't registering their okay. guns or any shit like Third that. Third theory. Had one. The, the second theory you know, is pretty so, spicy though. Second, second theory, spicy. I think, I think is second the legit pretty spicy, scuffled yeah. in the car, mm-hmm. and you can see when they got out the car, they only had they still had on the bathing suit. So where was he tucking the gun? The gun had to be in the glove compartment or sitting on the handrest. Right. So I think there was a scuffle. The gun went off. She got shot by mistake. And third theory mm-hmm. is another shot went off in the car, but it was simply because Meg told him he was leaving, and shit got spicy, and she was just like, "Nigga, you ain't gonna do nothing." And he was just like, oh, yeah. And he probably meant to either just either he forgot the gun was loaded or forgot the safety was off. And he did the notion. And then that's the shot that went off. Cut it out. That, no, that's my no. three theories. Well, well, no. before we before we even the theory, number one is definitely out the window. because yeah, that's out the window. Uh, the, rich, uh, the initial report was there was an argument outside of Kylie Jenner's house with other people, but. It was later cleared up that the argument was between Tori and Megan. Okay. It, and and it continued in the car. And so what the reports are saying is it continued in the car. At some point, Megan said she wanted to get out. Megan and her friend said she, they wanted to get out right. of the car. And that's when she got shot. So the, the current charge, at first it was, uh, it seemed like, Tory was only going to get arrested for having a gun, but now the the charges are Tory is getting arrested for aggravated assault with a gun. So that, that sounds about to, right. That sounds about right. Seems to be that he did shoot Megan. Now goofy ass nigga. I, yeah, I, I, he's a goofy I, we, ass nigga, son. The There's only no thing we can uh, the only thing we can maybe possibly speculate, and I kind of feel like we got to give him culpability. So I wouldn't even want to is if he shot her on purpose or not. It seems like from what Megan's camp, the the mysterious shit they putting out there, it seems like he shot her on purpose. But it's just like, what the fuck? Tory Lanez, my opinion, I didn't even read what her camp said. Once I heard that she was shot and I know that there was more than it just wasn't him and her. It was him, her, and another woman. Oh. Yeah, Tor- Tori's done, bro. That the, man yeah. is well nah, yeah, done. Nah, he's done. He is, he is, he's glad very that well she's done okay. coming from the back <laughs> of the burger bun, bro. Okay. Like, that man, <laughs> that man is charred petard, bro. Like, he is flamed. That's over day, for him. It's over no, no, no. in all <laughs> ways, shape, or form. That's a rap for Tori. on the grill it, for too it, long. I mean, like. I guess we still got to figure out what the full story is, but. Yeah, but. No, 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 no. We don't friend need, is going to come to his aid? We don't need no, 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 to no. know the full I story. Don't, I don't... Well, what I mean by that is if it somehow comes out that, yo, uh, like everything that everybody has been putting in the air is not true. Uh, I was defending Megan and Megan's like, yeah, but I couldn't speak on it because of it was a legal matter. Then, all right. Uh, but it doesn't... It just doesn't seem like that's what the real thing is. Listen. It seems like he either intentionally... Or unintentionally shot at her, and and shot her in the foot and in the leg. Apparently, she got shot multiple times. So, yeah. At the end of the day, it's just disgusting. Like, listen, at the end of the day, we're gonna come back to this episode a year from now, maybe a few weeks from now, with uh, a full update. And I'm telling you right now, 
We thought Chris Brown had it rough when he fucking slapped up Rihanna. Oh, oh, oh no, nigga. Oh, no. Tori, it nah. is really finished, bro. It's nah, really Tory done. Is, nah, bro, Tory is he's done. really done. Bro, Tori is well he done shot on a burger somebody. bun. It's over. That man. First of all, he's independent right now. Oh, yeah. In so, so no label is picking him back up. No. With, 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 bro. with Chris Brown, RCA had to figure his, figure shit out. Quick. Yeah, they Chris Brown. With Chris, we, we wild out on Chris and... Right. It, even Rihanna said it was a scuffle. Like they're they even a Rihanna brawl said it was car. a scuffle. Correct. It was a scuffle. So she even admitted that. Listen, we were both tangling, patangling. This nigga shot. This yeah. nigga didn't punch. It wasn't a shove your head against the window. She didn't walk out the car with a knot. That bitch was limping with blood out her legs. Listen, I for the fact that you even had to shoot her, bro. Like, I know the pussy was probably fantastic, my nigga, but goddamn, son. Like, you had to think about this. In, and there's like several things people like, well, they were intoxicated. Then why are you driving intoxicated, silly McKinley? There was a like, chauffeur. They had a chauffeur, supposedly. Suppose I didn't, we didn't see that nigga. It was we only, definitely didn't so see they that nigga. They were tangling, what, in the back seat? I don't know how the shit went down, but Listen. supposedly there was a, a driver, and it was Tori, Meg, and the friend. Listen, I'm wishing um, I'm wishing Megan, Javon, Ruth, Pete, born February 15th, I mean, 1995, uh, to get better. It may it may not be to that. That's better. what was reported. I All mean, right. okay. I, I'm go- it may not have been. The, Javon is a sexy Based on the video okay. we saw with them, right. with the surveillance video we okay. saw. Shout out to you, Javon. Only three doors was open on that SUV. Mm-hmm. So, so <laughs> it could possibly be that he was driving. Um. I just yo, there's no excuse for it at the end of the day. It's like, none, yeah, it's none. And it's it's really it's it's, no it's disgusting. I really would like to know the details just to to know like what happened. I mean, I don't. There's nothing to justify. Um, and at this point, I just really I'm confused. I'm really Damn. befuddled because it's like you can't be that stupid. You can't be that stupid that you're with the the hottest one of the hottest female rappers right now, and you're a, a hot rising male rapper, one of the hottest maybe of this particular since quarantine, because of quarantine, quarantine radio, quarantine, quarantine, the, the project you dropped, all those things. You're really up there and prominent as well, and you're independent. You have no no label nothing to to, to help so. you, to back you, nothing. There's, I can't fathom a scenario where you're dumb enough to pull a gun out and shoot at or even play around with around Megan the Stallion. First of all, Megan's not even built like that. Megan's not no hood chick. Megan is definitely like, built like that, though. Megan is not no hood <laughs> chick. She's not no, like, like she's played, she played the dude of gunplay and all of that. She's not even about all of that. So what are you pulling out a gun for? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um... I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to hold myself accountable. You know, shout out to the shroom ceremony. I'm gonna have to <laughs> delete all of Tory Lane's music out of my iPhone. I'm gonna do that at the end of the episode. It, it has to happen. It doesn't sit right with me. I would be a hypocrite saying let's cancel the nigga and I don't cancel his music on my iPhone. I ain't speaking for the listeners. I'm speaking for me. He he gotta go. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, he, he fucked up. He he he, he fucked up. He, he gotta go. Up. He's done. Yeah. Sadly, rest in peace to Tory Lanez, man, to his music career. Yeah, he his, is his music over, career bro. is finished. Like, Thank if you, Tory. Bounces back from this. God, God was on your side, bro. <laughs> but right now, 
honestly, the only rapper that has the Midas it. touch is Six Nine, bro. There's nobody. Nobody has what Six Nine has. That's the only yeah, rapper that bounces. Six, six Nine shoots a chicken his leg and he's over. Bro. That's what I'm. Like, uh, much well, less the hottest female rapper in the game right now. Like, like, come on. Six son. Nine had pedophilia right. things surrounding his career, bro. He's still out here. Or Kelly, the nigga that they got, they didn't get Six Nine. So. Six Nine's joint was all because he was young at the time, and, and it was it was wrapped up in all these things. I mean, and and of course, people. I don't know that whole scenario was was weird, but this particular one, I don't really see that. Like, we just got to see what details come out to even see if he can bounce back. But ninety percent, he's he's done. It's over. Yeah, it's the is. hottest chick in the game, bro. Like, come on, son. Like and it's, nobody, it's over. we saw how that how that Rihanna situation went, bro. Nobody cared what the fuck Chris had to say, bro. Nobody, son. So I hope Tori understands that niggas will listen to it just to make sure that they heard what they he had to say. But ain't nobody really listening. Tori to best just better just say, "Yo, I'm going to jail." And <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it. I let y'all bro. down. Yeah, that, that's like it, that. That's all. That's it. That's it. Nothing mm-hmm. else. Don't try and justify it. Don't say Meg is 5'10 and I'm 5'3 and yeah. I had to defend myself. I don't want to hear nothing, yeah, bro. Mr. Yeah, uh, like that, bro. Mr. Mr. Daystar Peterson, uh, a.k.a. better known as Tory Lanez. Mr. Peterson, born July 27th. Your birthday is right around the corner. You're going to have a lot to think about in jail, brother. All right. Happy birthday in advance. All right. Uh, yeah. Entanglement Part 2. August dropped a, a <clears throat> track called Entanglement. I don't like it. It's not that good, honestly. Um, I didn't listen it's to it. It's not bad, but it's not that good. I didn't listen to it, but the moral of the story is this. Technically, <laughs> technically, August is literally using the energy from the fucking interview on the red table. He's trying to use it to his advantage. He's still going along the same guidelines of, you know, he wasn't preyed on, which he said the very first time. Um, I don't know why Rose is on the record. Maybe Rose was bored. Maybe August he, owed a he, nigga a verse. He had put up a, a clip and he was like, um, don't sleep on August. August is like a very talented young brother. And I guess from that clip. The album was not bad. The album is fire. The album is fire. I heard the album. The album was actually. Yeah, so he put out that bad. clip and then August was kind of like, I guess August must have reached out to him to get on this track. Okay. Um, um, yeah, yeah, I think I think, uh, I think August is trying to use the wind from that 25 million watch break in history of Facebook watch. He's trying to get some of that esteem behind him. Only motherfucker that got that is Jada Pinkett Smith. Thank you. That's the only motherfucker that has that. Um I think the entanglement shit died last week. I think it's over this week. I don't even know why we were talking about this record. I don't even want to listen to the wrong the, the song. I'm good off that. I'm good off I that. mean, I think you're right. I think he tried to capitalize, yeah, tried to capitalize. off of, of this scenario. This whole thing with me in August is kind of like, I, I feel like it was a rollout. Um, some people, he claims himself that it wasn't a rollout, but... It's been a rollout since 2018 when he released that first song uh, that had Jada's middle name in it. Yeah. And yeah. he wanted everybody to know that he was hitting. Like, he, he, I think people kind of conveniently forget that aspect of things. He dropped that song two years ago. It came, it was a news story, and then it went. Mm-hmm. But he never dropped any music after that, so he missed that mark. 
So two years later, you now do this interview. Nobody, I mean, Angela Yee brings up the song, and then you go on this long-ass rant about being with Jada. I just feel like the whole thing was a rollout, and someone told them, yo, she said entanglement, um, and it's buzzing. So if you come out with a song called Entanglement, everybody is going to be fiending to listen to it because they're going to think you're going to do a tell-all, like, confessions or some shit like that. But the song isn't... It isn't deep like that at all. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm on YouTube right now looking at the numbers, and man, it's, it's 3.4 in one day. Oh, wow. Which Sheesh. is done better than all of his other joints. Sheesh. So, the clout. Are, I think a lot of people are just clout. checking it because it, it yeah, worked for him to some extent. It. Yeah. It's building clout because people just want to hear it. People just want to be like, I'm going to listen to this shit. Right. It's not going to do what he, what he thinks is going to do for his career. No. That's, that's, no. No, that that he needs to focus on uh, doing some music videos for his project if he hasn't already done that. Start to do some more press online virtually. Um, maybe do you know something for his fans exclusively? You know, in the month of August, being that his name is, or I don't know, or August, figure it out. But August, but brother. he's talented though. Like he needs, he honestly needs to just focus on the music. That's it. Do some. Do some hooks with some really dope artists, some yeah. dope up and coming. Yeah. Uh, August and Summer song would sound fire. Right. A uh, 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 August and Kalani song would be fire. Nope. Like he oh, needs oh. to work on on mm-hmm. getting and collaborating with new people. I mean, he put out there that oh it was affecting his money, but it's like nah, you are the one who keeps putting this narrative about them about sleeping with this woman. Right. Out there, it was like because people didn't want to work with him because they thought. That he broke up a home, or he was trying to break up a home when he was sleeping with a married woman. So he wanted to clarify that that wasn't the case. It's like, all right, cool, you clarified it. Now just focus on the music. If this is, if if you really trying to just get your career started, you got eyes on you for the wrong reason. But maybe you could flip it and and turn it into something good for yourself. Do that because other than that, this shit is just going to be another blip on the radar and, and another right. thing that we look at 2020 and be like, yo, niggas was wilding. Yeah, speaking about Wallen, facts. God damn, man, mental health, suicide, and suicidology and entertainment becomes prevalent in recent days. Yeah, so I definitely heard about the Tamar Braxton situation on the radio a few days ago. I was like, what the fuck is happening? That's still very unclear. Anybody know why she tried to commit suicide? What the fuck is that about? So she had some contracts. So okay. Basically, she was saying that the contracts that she has with what what show what is she uh, the Braxtons? That's yeah, the yeah, the Braxtons. Yeah, Bravo. Yeah, they are Bravo, yeah. So whatever the contract is, somehow it it has some form of of ownership, I guess, of her um her music. What's the, what's the, no, no, no. Um her likeness. They oh, her have likeness, they okay. have control over her likeness and and they mm-hmm. have control over, I guess, what they expect her to do and what they're doing is taking things and manipulating it to make her seem like uh, the bad guy in certain situations uh-huh. or form these storylines that are untrue and i think it weighed on her from some some posts that she put up that people were referencing <coughs> and it kind of led to this but what uh, what we're seeing is a lot of suicide ideation or or suicide attempts happening in the entertainment business especially during this covid period so I don't know how everybody feels yeah, about it. Tamar, my Kanye opinion. West. Yeah, Kanye is Kanye. Tamar has been wilding, my opinion, since her and her um husband, ex-husband slash manager split. When she split from Vince, 
Me personally, I noticed a shift. There, there was a difference. Something happened. Yeah, I mean, this entertainment industry <laughs> entertainment is definitely it's wild, bro. It, it's a lot to deal with. So, I just want to play in the sand again. I just want to build sandcastles. I don't, I don't think I want to deal with this shit. <laughs> I'm being so fucking that, serious. I just want to build definitely some prayers. Yeah, definitely prayers, prayers. To her, bro. Prayers to yeah, her. Yeah, prayers to her. Prayers to her. Prayers to Nick. Prayers to Kanye. All of them really need to see somebody if they're they're not. I know Tamar's in the hospital and and, and getting that help. But yeah, Tamar's in the overall, hospital fighting for her mental life because her shit is. First of all, I I don't know, and I pray we never get to a point where we're doing the podcast in like Beverly Hills or. Baldwin Heights and we're like on top of the podcast food chain and we allow a contract from like a Spotify or a Pandora fuck us up mentally because it's like yeah well you know you guys are used to saying certain things and we actually took what you were saying and we wanted to find out if it was coined and you guys didn't coin it so we coined it and every time you say it we're gonna get money for it. I would hope to think that we don't allow that shit to get to us and be like, niggas is taking money out of our pocket. That's some shit that we made up and then we start going ballistic and crazy. Yeah, I just feel like that's why you put yourself in a predicament that it doesn't even have to get to that point. But a lot of times when you're not responsible for your own likeness, your own legal situation, not even likeness, a lot of times people do deals and they trust other people to to make certain things happen to them. I'm pretty sure when that whole situation got set up, that wasn't her reading those contracts. That was her lawyers. It was right. Vince, her management. So a lot of times you just kind of go along with it. It's a check. You just kind of keep it pushing. And as you grow and as you learn the industry more, you start to realize it's beneficial to have control of certain things. And then you start to realize that it's counterproductive to your image because the the, the perception that they're painting of you isn't the type of person you are. And that has a negative a negative thing, especially when people view you as a person you know that you're not. Yeah, you all of that is all of that. Or that's like that's really what it comes down to. A lot of these corporations that they're paying you certain type of ways, and it may be different from who you actually are as a person. And sometimes you gotta you gotta go with it because, like Flo says, a, a check. And some people don't know when you. When you're green, everybody's first contract is going to fuck them over. Right. Unfortunately. <laughs> because when you're green and you see a check that says, get. yeah, oh, we're going to give you $250,000 to do the podcast. Knowing that, knowing that, knowing that we could have got a mill, but because we're not in a position to talk mills, we're just going to get that 250 calmly. Right. What leverage do you have? Right. We're about yeah. to take, we're about to take you on as a larger company and we'll give you, we'll give everybody on the show, uh, 250 uh we know that y'all don't get 250 to do the show on your own so everybody gets 250 uh meanwhile what we're getting back from the show is like 4 million and then when you find out that the show is actually worth 10 million Sheesh. and you're sitting there like wait 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 the show's worth 10 million but we only get 250 like we got to renegotiate it first of all we created this this is our show this is our brand all you guys really do is kind of distribute it to other places. We got to get at least five mil. And I they look at you say, and they at laugh. At least five mil, my nigga. You got to yeah, but they look at you. That's not how it goes. They're going to laugh and be goes. like, yeah, well, you signed this contract for the next five years that y'all only get two, 250. 
Everybody that's, on the show is getting two fifty. Contract for the maybe next we can five renegotiate. Five years later. <laughs> five years later, when you do want to negotiate, they're gonna tell you, "Well, you know, we see that the numbers on the decline, and that yep. they, they <laughs> swindle you into signing another shitty contract." Because that's what a lot of these big corporations do on on contract renewal years. They slow down the promotion. They slow down the marketing. They slow down certain things so numbers kind of plummet. Not enough for the show to go in, but enough for them to let you know that you're fucking up. And it's not even really your fault. It's just them not promoting it as effectively as they know they should have just so they could sign into another shitty deal. Mm. And then, boom, next year, numbers all of a sudden is is fucking fantastic. <laughs> and a lot of times, you know, it's it's just the bluffing mechanism. It's just the way how things are bluffed. I was last night, and I, I'm not going to veer off from what we are talking about. Last night I was just watching the the Michael Jordan shit with the Bulls and how they swing yeah, I was watching Scottie it Pippen. too. I'm watching this shit Boy, too. <laughs> that shit, I was like, damn, they really did Scotty like that, son? Like, they really, like, fucked him over, son. Like, they put him, like, you're talking about the second best player in, not the second best player in the NBA, but he's number but two to argu- Jordan. Arguably was at one point the be- second the, best in the, the NBA. second best and was not even in the top 100 most paid not even in the top 100, son. I think 127th like he, or some 20, shit. Like. Yeah. Like, he signed an 80 million seven-year contract, bro. Meanwhile, Jordan was making 36 mil a year. Sheesh. Was it 80 million or 18 million? I thought it was 18 million. No, no 80, 80. 80 million. 80, 80 million. It was 80 million. I mean, 18 million for seven years. He needed a slap at that point. <laughs> if he signed a seven-year $18 million so deal. So over the course of seven years, years, he was going to get 80 million. Meanwhile, Jordan was making 36 every year. 30, Jordan's last year, Jordan was making 30 a year since the 90s started, bro. Really? Every Jordan season was Jordan played in the 90s fuck. was making 30 mil. Damn. Meanwhile, Scotty was making, what, 11 or 12 mil a year? So right. at the end of the day... That's rough. That's that rough. is, like, crazy, bro. Like, that's the type of shit, that's why the contracts are so important. But at the same time, like you said, sometimes when you're hungry... The better deal to do is never do long term deals. Yeah, do Always a short term lease. Short-term lease. Deals. Don't finance, y'all. Lease. <laughs> three yeah, like, years. Yo, you can have my likeness in the beginning for three years. Facts. After after three years, that's we gotta it. renegotiate this we whole shit. We gotta renegotiate. And if, if we can't not, renegotiate, up for, I'm gonna go independent like right. Tory, but I ain't gonna shoot nobody in the leg. Nah, if not, you, if you do a long term deal, let's let them know. I want a long term deal. But every 24 months, I want the opportunity to renegotiate my contract. Right. Facts. That's right. that. Facts. You have me for five years. I'm going to commit to you for five years. Facts. But I want the opportunity to be able to renegotiate my contract every 24 months. Fuck out of here. You ain't going to have me doing this shit. Speaking about um, doing that shit, are we here for DMX and Snoop Dogg doing that shit? I don't really. This I is mean, not, I, this is not an exciting versus for me to be on. I love Steve Max and but this is not exciting for me. It is for for whatever reason. I I'm excited to see it. Uh, last week everybody was saying DMX is going to win. This week everybody's saying Snoop Dogg is going to win. I don't really know. I, I'm rooting for DMX, but I do know that Snoop's catalog is just Snoop bananas, got a crazy so. catalog. I, first of all, I got yeah. like maybe two DMX albums, but I got mad Snoop Dogg. I, I know mad Snoop Dogg shit, shit that they don't even play on the radio. You got to add in, though, uh, DMX's features. And you got to add okay. in Rough Riders. Okay. Okay. Uh, and those projects. DMX had hits, bro. Now, DMX, DMX had some hits. Had DMX hits, bro. was one of the few artists that kept Def Jam afloat when they was going through troubled waters. 
That is a fact. That's a fact, it though. Was, it was DMX, Jaru, and I mean, and um, and Jay. Yeah, those were the yeah. three keeping those, Def that was Jam keeping Def Jam afloat. Yeah, because Def Jam was on a, it was on a decline. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was them, bro. It's DMX, Jaru, DMX, Jaru, and whole Jay Z. Yeah, that those are the only people making Def Jam money in the early twenty in the early two thousand. Big facts. Man, that's just that. And you know, Snoop Dogg has, I guess, more their louder hits, but DMX has hits that when you hear them, they're just they just it, it, it's rememberable. It's, it's, yeah, and they slap you though. DMX has like, hits like, that have become anthems. Swabber lives. Like it's almost like a Jada Kiss versus Fab situation again, mm. where. You look at Fab That's and you're like, yo, his hits are no way way. louder than Jada's. You think about it like, yo, his hits are louder. But then when you have them pit up against each other, it's like, damn, now nah, Jada's hits is kind of slapping, though. Like, they are nice. <laughs> slapping in the face. Even if I didn't like listen to, to this when I was a kid. Huh? You like to get slapped in the face, X? <laughs> Even if I didn't... Uh, the fact that he didn't answer <laughs> it is kind of wild to me. I'm not yeah. answering him. Even if I didn't... <laughs> If I didn't grow up listening to to this song, this song's still slapping right now. So like, I don't know, but there's a lot like, of slapping going what, on, what, brother. We don't give a what, what, like, nah. Swiss, Swiss was in his bag when DMX, like, you know, y'all no, gonna not. make me lose my mind. That shit comes on. You don't it's got that choice with the singing. When you bro. hear y'all gonna make me lose care. my mind, you just see a nigga getting slapped. I feel you. I don't. I don't. <laughs> All right. This nigga. I don't like even if sexual seduction comes on and y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Come on, stop. Yeah, sexual seduction be a bumping in here, then he here bump the bump the bump. Oh shit! Y'all gonna make me the heartbeat ticks up a little bit at that point. Nah, um, but make shit slaps. That's for sure. Back to the conversation we was having. Joe Budden seems to be having an issue with Spotify and their contracts. They in some weird contract talks Ooh. where every show they've been kind of throwing shots at. At a Spotify, a lot of what's happened is so Joe Budden, what and his crew were the first to be like the the Spotify yeah. podcast, the poster child and, for podcasts on Spotify, right? And then afterwards, Spotify made all these deals with bigger, I guess, named people. You got like the Obamas, you got Joe Rogan, and just like D Flo said, surprisingly, they went from number one to number nineteen. And their contract Ooh. is up in, I think they said, like, 19 more episodes. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. Damn. So their contract has to be renegotiated. But now, like Flo said, oh, well, y'all are number 19. So fact. y'all aren't number one. We're not going to give you number one money. We're going to give you number that 19 money. That's a fact. This is how the it's game It's a dog-eat-doggy eat world, man. Jeez, man. Jeez. Yo, listen. Joe... Fuck Spotify. Take your shit to revolt. Stay there. Stay there. Or title. I don't know. Or I mean, title, man. Hey. Fuck, man. That's what you gotta do, man. We can't. We can't get on these platforms and then get mad when we drop to the charts or when we drop and then start to talk about renegotiating and then in the interim be a fucking little ass kid and start to throw shots at the platform that you on, nigga. Don't get mad. Don't even get even. Nigga, just leave. If you really that tight, I'm not going to be constantly throwing shots in fucking, you know what I mean? Uh, who, and you know, I my platform too, service bro, provider is. I'm not doing that. 
I don't know what Joe thought was going to happen. Like, once other people saw that they could get on Spotify and figure out a way to actually work the system properly. Once Spotify you, figured out how to make yeah, it work. Like, didn't you think you were going to have competition, nigga? Like, you had to know that was going to happen eventually. Spotify used them as the guinea pig. That's it. And it, and it just so happened to work out for them right. really, really well. And then they took that same thing and started to use it to renegotiate deals with the people they actually wanted to be on Spotify, which is someone like a Joe Rogan who has a bigger audience. Mm-hmm. And of course, if the Obamas say they'll do a podcast, That's it. we're going to sign the fuck you. Not? <laughs> and so now that we have to pay these people, we're looking at the Joe Budden podcast, which may have started off as the number one podcast on Spotify after we didn't added a bunch of other ones but we also probably propped them up to be the number one just to say that yo this deal worked really well so now when it's time for them to renegotiate instead of them having a big head and thinking they can come and talk about their number one still we now gonna sit there and say well listen y'all y'all ain't the top dogs on the scene which they probably aren't on spotify anymore they are a bit of a niche podcast like there's cursing in it they talk about shit in a wild way, similar to how we do at times. And because of that, a show like that may not stay number one. I mean, I know Howard Stern and them did really well in that type of space. But the likelihood of that staying number one is is limited. So everybody's everybody has a, a decent point on that. Listen, you know, at the, what you're saying is at is the end of the day, though. you know, going back. I need niggas to just drop some M's right now in my nigga D-Flow account. D-Flow Beats. Cash App. We need some M's in that shit. We need a D-Flow production studio situation, man. We can't be waiting for a Spotify to be like, oh, my God, look at those three guys. Let's give Dad has and Bowties an opportunity that they desperately need. Let's throw some M's at them. Let's give them a shitty-ass contract. And let us work their system for a few. Fuck that. We are. We gotta be the Spotify. We gotta be the Apple Podcast. We gotta be that. Fuck all that waiting shit for you to give me a check. No, we gonna go out there and make our own checks. Rockefeller was like, we gonna make Rockefeller. Uh, Cash Money was like, we gonna make Cash Money. Fubu was like, we gonna make Fubu. We not waiting no more. I'm sorry. If 2020 didn't teach y'all niggas anything, you better go out there and get it. They also had an influx of cash. I hear you. Whoa, whoa, alleged, 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 allegedly, alleged drug dealers. I don't know what the what what those black kings did. I don't know what they did in the nineties. They were hustlers into the ninety nine and the two thousand. Girl, shake that at you. Girl, you look. I don't know what they was doing in that hustle. You know they were hustling. Yeah, they was hustling. You know what I mean? That's it. They were helping give out you know stuff with the church. Um. At the end of the day, we'll see how that pans out. But this is just how the game goes. You just gotta they they do what they do, and you know either you take the same deal. I'm just like, if you got a good deal to begin with, bro, if they could renew it, why not? Just keep it pushing, bro. Just just what you do now is a non-exclusive deal, and be like, hey, you know y'all could still have us, but we finna pitch to other people too. And that's how you get it to go differently right there. If y'all want to give me next less money, cool. I'm finna pitch this to Apple Music now. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was the thing. They were so excited to be on Spotify that they were throwing shots at Apple at right. one point. And now Apple looking at them like, ha, huh, y'all might, y'all, y'all, y'all niggas might come back to me now, huh? The Apple don't fall far from the tree, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they're going to have to figure that out. Uh, what is very interesting to be figured out as well is, so there was a judge that was assigned to the Epstein case to a recent civil case Mm -hmm. and her son and husband were shot at. Unfortunately, the son was killed. Right. Um, the, the husband was, was harmed. It seems like all of this shadow shit that was going on is really in the daylight. Now the dude who, who went and shot them dressed up as a UPS worker, shot up the house and then, Went left and killed himself, so you can't even interrogate him. Talk about like, this is the talk shit about you a special see in James delivery. Bond, right? Talk about a special this delivery. Is shit you see in James Bond movies, like this is really insane. So, so is it safe to say, good brothers, the that conspiracy shit is out the window? We are now seeing shit unfold. This is really what's happening. This is what it is. People are being I mean, silenced to cover up the truth. People are just getting gunned at, out. At least with Epstein. This 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 Epstein thing has just way too many precarious components. What do they not want us to find out? Like, what the fuck did he do? What did he really do? What what are they what are they protecting? Did you watch the documentary? Something was (laughs) fondling underage girls. I didn't watch. I I didn't watch the documentary. I I didn't want that type of energy. No, I didn't want the type of energy in me. No, the, the, the 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 premise of the documentary was that here's this rich. Multi-millionaire because I don't think he was a billionaire. Yeah, but could have been. He was fondling young women. Oh, so he was taking that advantage of little premise. girls. Okay. Yes, he was not only just taking advantage. He started a sex ring with sex them. Sex ring. Yeah. He started a sex ring. Oh, this nigga beat R. Kelly. All right. Have, All right. He would have young women go to private places, and he would invite his other rich white friends, and they would party for the night. And I say party. Like party. Oh, the girls they, was they working at party. the party. I heard you. Yeah, they were working. Sure. Wow. Um, but we're talking yeah. about underage. We're talking about kids. We're not talking yeah. about no like 18, 19, 20, in their 20s. We're talking about 14, 16, 17. And these kids yeah. are getting kidnapped. Some of these girls are kidnapped. Some of them are groomed. Some of them are, are, are told, oh, they're going to come and be masseuses. And then the oh, massages have to shit. end with a happy ending. Like we're talking Facts. about some real crazy shit. Wow, it's it, it was wild, bro. It was a, and at the end of the day, hey, this is all still quote unquote alleged. But come on now, like too much people is going underneath the bus, and they're going underneath the bus with no with no fight. So whenever yeah. you see cats getting locked up and there's no fight, there's no fight to it, bro. Yeah, but hey. when you also, in my opinion, when you also no fight, when you also see no people fight. getting killed and disappearing. Just to cover up some truth, that kind of makes you wonder, like, what's really good? Like, for example, just to interject really quick, there's there's a podcast that was advertised on the radio called The Forbidden. And The Forbidden is a podcast that strictly um, puts a, 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 a red beam camera on all of the disappearances of Mexican women in the 80s and the 90s. And it goes deeper to say that some of these women were involved in some type of political atmosphere where they knew certain things and because they knew certain stuff about people, 
they had to be removed so that the truth wouldn't get out. So now there's a whole well, podcast on it. I'm like, God damn. They're saying kind of the similar thing with Epstein. They're saying mm-hmm. that potentially Epstein could have been a CIA agent that used this uh, island where everybody would come and quote unquote party as a way to and, and means to trap uh, whoever of power and say, well, listen, we got you partying with a 17 year old girl. You're 46. You're a politician. We need you to push this policy through if uh, if you don't want this stuff to come. Wait, to the wait, light. wait. So interesting. So you're saying he could have been working for the feds? Is, is that what I'm hearing? Nah, CIA is different. Okay. <laughs> but, they, they're but, still a, uh, a U.S. agency, but CIA is international, though. Oh, yeah. They, 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 they extend past the... They don't that's, work within the U.S. Okay. That, that's one speculation. The speculation is that he could have been an agent I working for the surprised. CIA or, or another government, and we're trying to get these powerful people in compromising positions to make sure... That certain things would go through. The I mean, other, I'm pretty sure he saw a lot of men in compromising positions. I'm, I'm sure. The other theory is that he um, he just was <laughs> sick and, and a sicko and was just out yeah, here I mean, doing we, we doing all, wild I shit. I think we all have the the basic understanding that human trafficking is always a, a reality. Right. It's just that it's kind of funny because my brother's a disease. It's like. Nigga, do you think poor people human traffic, son? Like, did, like, come on, son. Like, human trafficking isn't done by some slumlord living in a fucking cottage somewhere. Like, it's done by rich people who know how to manipulate the system. Right. And actually know the wherewithal to get away with yeah. trafficking another human fucking being. They're like some real like, organizers on some organization shit. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Like, that doesn't happen by some... You think... I, I don't know the wherewithal, and I'm saying that I'm not... No way, shape, or form saying that I would never want to be involved with this. I'm just saying that I don't know the wherewithal to say I'm going to take another individual that is not my child or any relation to me and traffic them and find a system that I could sell. I don't even know who to talk to right? to even fathom that thought to be like, mm-hmm. yeah, bro, I got it. I mean, that's <laughs> the real, like you're saying, that's the wild piece about it is there is a industry and system in place to have these things happen where you take people either off the street from their families, from impoverished areas, and place them in this system where they are now enslaved and trafficked to other individuals. Like, that is a bananas thing to do. And it as is. you're saying, it's only... I mean, there obviously are impoverished people who are in the... In the they're, they play a part. They they could be families that are willing to sell their kids and shit like that, which is bananas. But bananas, um, bro. you know that that system itself though is definitely built by people who have money. That and f- it only could be, bro. Like who who thinks of that fact of saying which regular degular nigga could be like, yo, I'm finna take this person and sell it to another person for 13 grand. You can, that's not a no regular nigga buying How do you even come up with the grand? fucking number? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you place the value. Now you bring... And for, you, for, for them to import... You talk about import-export. So if you have to know someone at the fucking... At the fucking Port Authority. You gotta have a way to do it. No documentation. You gotta have a system set up. You gotta know somebody in the like, church. You gotta know somebody at the like hospital. There, all of that. There isn't. 
That you got to know people. Poor, you got to know people. poor people, bro. And everybody's That's getting paid wealthy off. wealthy individuals. Yeah, everybody's getting paid yeah, off. everybody's getting paid off. To be like, quiet. There's a system in place for that, bro. Yeah, to be quiet. It's a system. That's a multi-million. That's very wealthy people at the top of that food chain. Ain't no regular degular. Yeah, it might be some poor people doing the capturing and the stealing. Right. Yeah. Getting, but getting the, chump the change. Upper echelon. Yeah. yeah, like, oh, yeah, 500 scoop that nigga up. But when it gets to that point, like with the Wayfair situation and whatnot, and why that seems legitimate is it's not far-fetched. It's not far-fetched. Sadly, in, in, in the current era we're in right now, it doesn't seem far-fetched. Yeah, I mean, when you like you said, it was like because there's so many different ways you would have to do it, it's like, all right, well, let's go through Wayfair. Like there's some niggas sitting up at the top it's like... Niggas would never suspect Wayfair. Let's Wayfair. Let's go through Wayfair. Let's right. name it. Uh, let's name these particular wardrobes X, Y, and Z, so that the other Thanks. people on the other end of the transaction know exactly what it is, and we'll move like that. But it's just it's it's really really it's, it's bananas wonky, and nasty, if disgusting. I, it's crazy because if I need a kidney right now, mm-hmm. who the fuck do I contact to get a kidney by next week? Besides the hospital. Besides the hospital, and you that's a waiting list for years. Oh, yeah, for years. You ain't getting that shit in seven days. Facts. Yeah, but these mm-hmm. niggas will find a way and tell you a price. Mm-hmm. Tell you a price. Oh, you want that? 60K. Mm-hmm. You have it. You see, do you have it or you don't have it? Get the <laughs> you saying it, where are you getting, where right. are you getting the kidney where from? I, where I, they don't, nobody, that's the type of wild <laughs> shit, bro. Like, that's right. the type of shit, like, they don't, oh, we get you something nice and healthy. Like, don't worry about it. Mm. Give me that sixty k. Your 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 surgery is scheduled in five days. Like, come on, son. Like that ain't me. I can't have that conversation with a motherfucking person. You have to have the bread to do it, son. It's wealthy yeah. people. They, yeah. Listen, secret society type secret shit. Secret society type of shit, bro. Who do you talk did, about that? Did y'all hear that Drake uh, Khaled two pack? Yeah, I heard. Uh, I heard I both heard records. It. Um. I heard, uh, I heard Grease. One of them is called Grease. I forgot what the other record was called. I was like, yeah. Grease, the one that sound like uh, The Weeknd. Yeah, and the other one's Pop Star. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really mm. like Pop Star. Mm. I don't really like either of them, to be honest. Yeah. With you. I was of like, course, Dr- the more I heard them on the radio, the more I kind of gravitated. I was them. like, he's trying but- to, he's trying to capture Drake from, he's trying to capture the 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 the, the money in the grave, Drake. And I was like, he's not here right now. He's he's not here. I don't know, bro. Grease was interesting. On, yeah, Grease kind of grew on me. Yeah, I, I heard them I, on the YouTube the first time, and then I went out Saturday to go run some errands, and they played it literally every fucking two minutes. And I, by the end of the day, by yesterday when I went out grocery shopping, I was just like, no, 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 pop star, no doctor. I was like, all right, I guess it is what it is. Nah, Grease, the, I didn't like the way they mixed Grease. Grease sounded like it was, it was like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like the way they did it. I know that they, I know they probably did it on purpose to make them sound like The Weeknd, but it just sounded, it wasn't clean to me. But after a while, it grew on me. And I, I do like Pop Star. Um, I could definitely hear Pop Star in the club somewhere right now. Probably but, um, is somewhere yeah, right w- now in the club, Atlanta, because the club is I open. See, I can see, <laughs> I can see, uh, I can see the direction of where this album might be going, and it sounds like it would be better than the last one. I didn't really like the last Khaled album, 
Um, okay. But if one of these makes it on this new one, I could see that this could probably be a, a little bit of a better album than the last one. Janae, Janae has a project that she's dropping? She had she dropped the deluxe version of her last project. Oh, um, okay. This what is a um, good project too. is it? Are these tracks that were needed for the deluxe or not? I like them. Um, it's a twenty nine track project, oh, so shit. it's long. Damn. Okay. But Sheesh. I like them. How do you guys feel about the music that has dropped during quarantine in general? Because uh, a lot of music dropped personally. This time. Personally, Ooh, I, cool. I like it. Um, one thing I will say is that. And I'll say this publicly for our listeners. I've been very, uh, I want to say, because I feel like for the most part, I I, I guess kind of like D-Flow a little bit. I'm more traditional when it comes to hip hop um, with the sound, you know, the hi-hats, the snares, the clap. Not with all this other like extra synthesized shit and niggas doing, you know, auto-tune and you know what I mean, D-Flow, like shit like that. Like I'm not really... I don't listen to shit like that regularly. Like you wouldn't regularly find me bumping that in my car. But um, the Rowdy Riches have definitely grown on me within the last few months. The the mm-hmm. the babies have definitely grown on me. One thing I will say, and again I'll say this again for the record, I really had a lot of these young rappers fucked up. Yes, I had a lot of you young rappers fucked up because I really thought y'all didn't have any substance to you. But there is a record. By Lil Baby. Jeez. He was saying some real shit on that record. It's a record I heard on the radio. I don't know the name of the, the record. Black and white record? I, black and white. Yes. Yo. Yo. Flow. Flow. That little nigga went off. He went off. I was like, whoa. Whoa. I would pay to see that live. I would pay to see that live. No, it's not a bad track. That's actually a solid track from It is. So... Again, what I'm saying is this. I did not really give you guys a lot of credit because I didn't really think a lot of you rappers had it in you um, to go that far to be as diverse as you can. The only rapper that I did give a chance to in the beginning was Baby because of, you know, how he came off in a lot of his records and, you know, even his project. I was listening to him. He definitely has some... Um, substance to him. He definitely has. So I know. I know he has a. He has a career. He definitely has a career. Uh, Rowdy Rich definitely has a career. Like that young man is saying something. Yeah, Rowdy. He yeah, has. Rowdy yeah. Rich kind of filled the void. I, for I think young he's thug. special. He's yeah, like yeah. The new young thug to me. Yeah, Rowdy Rich mm-hmm. is special. Um, Rowdy Rich also gives me like um, uh, a rich homie Quan vibes as well. Shout out to rich homie yeah. Quan. Yeah, he, he gives bit. me. He gives me those vibes. Um, I feel like Roddy Rich's career is going to be bigger than both of them if he continues. If he continues, yes. I think he has the potential because he can make... He can really rap, too. He's a little bit more... And he's a musician. So he also musically could do certain things a bit more artistically than than some of the other artists. I think the baby is proving himself to be to actually grow up to be a bigger artist. Baby's going to be a big star. He's going to be big. Yeah, I mean, he's. I think he proved that. I think he he proved that with his first little run. Like him and Meg definitely proved that they were going to be more than just singles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The baby needs to put out a solid project for me. Yeah, he's same thing with Meg. He still kind of feels like a mixtape artist, which is yeah, which is kind of interesting. But you know, I think he has the potential to do well. I think Little Baby has the potential to do well too. He makes he's off and on with his albums, but um, he makes a good single here and there. Right. That's for sure. They all of these new 
artists need somebody to help them develop an actual album that tells people who they are. They're just putting a lot of just songs making to make up 14 mm-hmm. tracks and throwing it out there, but they're not they don't understand the art of making an album is is making yeah, something they're just, classic. They're just making they're just recording songs, bro, and they're just like, "Yo, we got 20 songs. Let's put 14 on a CD." I mean, 14 out it's playlists. Like yeah. realistically what these yeah. artists are putting out are just playlists. And exactly. that's really what's happening like Honestly, bro, after really hearing everything, Pop actually probably has the best project so far for the of year. Of all of the young ones, yeah. Of all of sure. the young ones, Pop actually has a solid project. All right, Peter Pop to Smoke again. and um, Happy it's, Birthday, Pop Smoke. Happy Birthday. Yeah, Happy Birthday, Pop. Happy Birthday. Rest Unfortunately, rest man, peace, man, they really killed that young man. They really killed that man. Yeah. His his album was actually good. So I heard it again. It was yeah. it's not no, a bad no, it's project. fire. Nah, it's, a, it's, it's fire. solid. That's a good it's listen. solid. That's a good listen. It's a solid really project. Yeah, I like the project. Summer Walkers project too. The five track EP five she track? put out. Yeah. yeah, she put out a good good little. I like Tiana Taylor's uh, album. Tiana Taylor out here doing the damn thing. The album is crap. fire. Fire, fire album. project. Fire project. I ain't gonna hold you. Janae Aiko's extended a lot of the songs on her extended project kind of has Summer Walker vibes. Yes, but it's kind of yeah, hard yes. to tell who's really biting who. No, Janae Aiko like to me is biting a bit of Summer Walker because they kind of sound similar. Yeah. Remember, they got a record together. I thought I thought it was one person, and then I looked at the track yeah, list and I, said it's two. It's two of them. It's two of them. Oh, because that that um. That don't be surprised. Yeah. Da, da, da. That That's song. A, mm-hmm. If someone had sung that song, it would have hit been a just hit. as hard. It like, might have hit harder. It might have hit harder. It's, it's Janae, they kind of have, Janae kind of, I think she's kind of biting a little bit of summer style right now. She but is. Janae, dope. Janae, it, we it love you. Her voice. Janae, dad had a bow tie is letting you know you're biting off that young girl. Leave that young girl alone. She already got issues. Keep getting stroked out by Big Sean's big dick, okay? We love you, baby. All right. Um, I'm not even. Um, but no, I think I think that Janae. I mean, Janae obviously came before Summer. I think that they kind of have a similar style. I think Summer has a uniqueness, and I think she's kind of sep. She Summer needs to get into that ballad area or or that deeper. You know, more than just the ly- the lyrics are, are typically deep. On her, and I think she has to get to that that spot though, where like her singing kind of like really just captures the record. I don't think she's there yet. Janae is there though. Janae can definitely yeah, sing Janae on a track. That's a good singer, singing record. And, and you can just listen to what she's saying and it's popping, and not so much the words. Summer is like the mix of the words and how she says things right now. But mm-hmm. yeah, definitely there is some similarities, especially within the. the last couple of works that they've put out but they're all in that same vein of Sade anyway they all come from that soft spoken soft spoken sounding you know laid back it's just laid back singing laid back yeah like all of them come from that vein so I, it doesn't surprise <laughs> me what's what's the tough knot broski hi uh, y'all so the tough knot is uh in the words of a great, great poet, I, I don't even know if this poet even fucking with me like that no more these days. But hey, it's all love. It's all love. The tough knot goes like this. In the words of Ibrahim Sadiq, a.k.a. poet, putting out a journal thoughts. We've been doing wrong for so long that it starts to feel right. 